Hi, friends. Hi, Cody. Hi, Peter. Our... Hi. Hi, Armin. Hello. Nice guy to see you guys. Hello, Cody. Thank you for being in our show. Hello, Peter. Thank you for being in our show, Cody. And uh, I have to say, I'm very honored that we have you here because yeah. you are one of my oldest internet friends and we were uh, chatting in old days uh, forums and boards and so on and most people won't know but Cody is a very nice trick shot mm -hmm. he's able to hit dimes out of the air like old Howard Hill did oh, okay he's a kind of expert in Howard Hill bows and Howard Hill shooting style mm -hmm. and he's always in archery you see Pitzenberger the best fletching chicks around and, mm -hmm. and and his friend with, with, with John D. Lee, who is a, a, an amazing Howard Hill style bowmaker and mm -hmm. Howard Hill history expert, I'd mm -hmm. say. And Cody, you're in Lansing, if I'm right, no, in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I, I just have to say, I'm very proud we have you here on, mm. and uh, I don't know uh, what I could say I said. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us something about you, Cody, mm -hmm. about what's your ideas and what are you going on in archery and what is your background in archery? Where and... you come from, where you are, and where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really, un really unsure of exactly when I picked up a bow. Mm -hmm. um, because I had some, I was told by my grandmother that I got a bow for Christmas when I was about two years old. Mm. <laughs> and I remember, and there's actually a home video of my grandpa helping me shoot, shoot oh. with this bow. And I remember ever since mm -hmm. I always had a bow in my hand. Mm -hmm. And there are many times that, you know, I've actually, I'll pick a, a bow over having a rifle. Mm -hmm. So I guess I, you could say I've been shooting a bow since I was about two years old. Oh, okay. But you so, love rifles too, Cody, as I know. But not the three. I love the vintage, like vintage rifles. Yes, yes. Like yes. The, the higher quality German made rifles or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I choose to pick to shoot my uh, bow over anything, though, because it's just what I fall back on. Mm hmm. I just, it was something, I guess, that I always fell in love with. So mm -hmm. more of a challenge, I guess you would say. We'll see. Okay. And I think with archery, you know, you got these guys that, you know, want to shoot three, four, 500 yards with a rifle to try to shoot a deer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> in my mind, give that animal all reason to escape. Give it the best reason to escape. Mm -hmm. and get as close to uh, get as close to that animal as you possibly can mm -hmm. and i just feel that there's really no challenge hunting with a rifle mm -hmm. so but i mainly i hunt everything with a bow now mm -hmm. uh pheasants turkeys nice um anything i i rather shoot with a rather hunt with a bow than i would with a shotgun or a rifle and you shoot then longbow or compound bow? Which bows do you use for uh, hunting? Longbows. Longbows. Okay, yep. you're a longbow hunter. Hey, cool. Yeah. So. How about longbow? How about style? Still. Yeah. Yep. 
the best so, longbow. Peter always tells me Howard Hill style bows are the best longbows you can possibly think of. So I need to have one now, I guess. <laughs> I never shot one. Well, they, they can be a little bit tricky to shoot at first, but once you shoot them, mm -hmm. they, they're their own, uh, I guess you would say their own animal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What poundage do you shoot? I shoot, well, I have one that's, I have one Howard Hill longbow that's, or style, I should say, that's 50. Mm -hmm. And I have another one that's 95 pounds. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, but I've shot English longbows up to around 125 pounds. Nice. Okay. Wow. Wow. But, but the English longbow, that's once again a different animal. Mm -hmm. So I've always just stuck with the Howard Hill stuff. Makes sense. Uh, Cody, sorry to interrupt you. Just for our viewers, can you say the 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 name of your YouTube channel where you can see Cody performing with coins and all kind of stuff? Yeah, cool videos. Okay, so it's Longbow Longbowman eighty nine. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. maybe you can send me the link and then I put it in the description of this video. Then yeah. people yeah. Can check you. It's cool. All right. Yeah, I'm, one thing with my YouTube channel is I'm going to start re-uploading some of my old videos. Mm -hmm. I have a program on my computer that I can actually take some of my older videos. Very good. And make the quality better. Mm -hmm. So I've taken some of the videos down, but I'm going to do some quality work on my videos and make them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I have some other newer ideals planned that I want to do for some newer trick shooting videos. Oh, cool. So and um, Cody, maybe maybe I, I I can ask you because you know there are a lot of confusions around what a Howard Hill style bow really is. And as I know, you have studied this with John D. Lee and so on. So maybe you're the best person, except we would have we would get John D. Lee one time on our podcast. <laughs> Uh, to, to tell our viewers what is the real difference of a kind of modern style longbow and, and a real Howard Hill style longbow. And I also know there is a lot of battling around because Mr. Cherry Hill says the longbows Howard Hill actually does are not like Howard Hill's longbows in style, only he's making the right uh, 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 shape and so on and construction. So, what in your opinion, Cody, or in yeah, based in on my in my opinion, I mean, I would say it's kind of hard to justify, Peter, because <clears throat> if you look, if you go back to Bob Swinehart, which Bob Swinehart was one of Howard's, you know, best friends, and when you look at his bows that he was shooting, which was made by, you know, the guys at Howard Hill Archery during the time. Howard didn't build those bows. Mm, Somebody no, else no. built them. So yeah. Howard's bows were completely different the way Howard built bows than the bows that Bob Swinehart was shooting. And it's just, there's so much confusion. I just, honestly, the only person that would probably know would be Howard Hill, and Howard's been dead since 1975. Mm. So, I, but mean, I think I think John Lee is quite close because I watched yeah. his videos, how he explained that 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 rounded, they grinded them round the, the bamboo uh, laminations and so on. 
but the, con the concave convex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I don't like to judge about what is the because I know I have a book, you know, that that limited one where all the old Howard Hill and also the the factory factory made ones are inside and their flat bows and what we call Howard Hill style bows. I have an old Cherry Hill bow, which is totally a flat bow, but it's a wonderful bow. But yeah. so I would like to tell our viewers not these high sophisticated differences, but what uh, what separates a Howard Hill style bow to another modern glazed longbow. You know, from border, from you name it, Great Northern or Martin Archery, or they all have they all have longbows in their in their program in their offer. And most people think if it's a kind of straight grip, then it's a Howard Hill bow, Howard Hill style bow. So I, if you can explain that to the to the viewers. Well, nice. <laughs> once again, I mean, here's a here's a longbow that I have made by, you know, him, Peter, uh, Jim Belcher. Yeah, uh, I know him. So, I mean, this is his take on a. Uh, Howard Hills, a hill style longbow, real narrow grip, mm -hmm. really high. And, um, but it's, well, you know, it's just like the felt, you know, in one of the books that I have, you see Howard actually shooting a reverse handled bow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and people say, oh, Hel Howard never shot a reverse handled bow. Yes, he did. There's two yep. Just like people say that he never shot a recurve. Well, he shot a recurve. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's just hard to say. And the in the fishing video, he's shooting a, a Ben Pearson fiberglass bow. Mm. Yeah. With, so, with you know with reflex a kind of reflex deflex a little. You know. But they're bow. great bows. They're nice and vintage. Yeah. I like to yeah. Have one. Wonderful. Like cool. I had once I shot once one here in Malta, small island. Somebody yeah. came with a Ben Pearson fiberglass bow. And I showed them and said, do you need to sell it to me? Said, no. Looks <laughs> looks like horn. This yeah. is yeah. Really, yeah. really cool. I had I, one, I gave it to a friend. But we but we drift away. So I think Absolutely. that the most crucial thing is because many uh, offer, especially in Europe, offer a Howard Hill style bow and it has this handle, but then the the, the cross section of the limb is more like a flat bow, like a square. And as you told me, Peter, that the Howard Hill style bow has more this like like when you when you cut through it it looks more like a d to me it's more like an english longbow yeah. with the with the belly shaved off yeah and i think the, the cody correct me if i'm wrong i think they made the first like that they made a kind of english longbow shaved the belly and then they glued the glass or some packing mm. material on yeah so, no? because yeah um a fellow that i ran into years ago when i first started he was saying that <clears throat> he picked up a Howard Hill longbow that was an original one that he got from wherever. Mm -hmm. And um, he was from, uh, I think he was from California, this fella. I ran into him at an archery shoot. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that he had a, a longbow that was supposedly one that Howard built. And it was basically an English longbow that Howard redesigned the handle and then shaved the belly off. Yeah. And then basically rounded it and then put um, what they called fish paper on the back of yeah. it. Yeah, 
fortissimo yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah vulcanized fiber. Okay. Yeah. And but I mean, it's just I feel like you can get too political with all the different. Mm. You know, this yeah, is yeah. a Howard Hill bow. This is a Howard yeah. Hill bow. Mm. And it's just it to me, guys are making it too complicated. Where it's just like, excuse my language, pick up the damn bow and go shoot it. You know. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the other thing is, I, I don't like longbows because every longbow I shot so far was not a pleasant experience for me. Because when when they are wrong built, then they have a handshock. And I had a bow, it was made. There's in Germany in Bavaria a guy, he's really a good bow builder. And he got then bows from Hungary, longbows from Hungary, and we oh. made them then for <laughs> us. And the handle was kind of like a Howard Hill bow and the overall shape. But this bow, when you shot it, is you lost lost all your teeth with one shot it's like doo, 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 doo. Thomas, and then, uh, too, was, huh? and too that was much, my so was too, my experience yeah too that's much why, hmm? too much mass in the limbs yeah too much much weight in the limbs yeah. and maybe overlays heavy and so on yeah, and, a, and a too light arrow and that component gives mm. you a hand shock that okay. components it's true code is true yeah i mean because i've always found with a with longbows, they seem to like really heavy wood arrows. Mm -hmm. The heavier the wood arrow, yeah, it, will, it just seem they seem to shoot better. Heavy mm -hmm. wood arrows, yep, yeah. yeah. and bigger and yeah. bigger dot and bigger feathers. And mm -hmm. one one uh, one more thing, if you think you can switch from a recurve bow, you're shooting with a straight arm and simply use the same shooting style with a hill style long bow mm. you will have hand shock and so on because mm. your bow arm is slightly bent and and so on there are some features so yeah. i never felt any hand shock with any how hill yeah. long bow mm -hmm. no and you and you know that's fine, funny you say that here because i another fellow that i know he um oh, just a second um Another fellow I know picked up one of Jerry's bows years ago and shot it. And he said he couldn't believe how bulky the thing was and how bad of a hand shot it had. Mm -hmm. But he he said after he got some heavier arrows, yeah. the hand shot him right away. Mm -hmm. And he said it was the most pleasant bow that he ever shot. Okay. And he said it was actually, it shot a lot better than a Howard Hill archery bow made at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But... I also know why Jerry Hill's bows of these days had hand shock because of that, what I said, he used, uh, how was it called? That action wood for the limbs. That yeah, it was And that's relatively a heavy construction. So the limbs were kind of heavy. And, and uh, also they had a lot of back set. And, and I think these two components we're not mm. this this caused a little handshake but as Cody said if you put on a really heavy mm -hmm. arrow okay. and maybe a fast flight string mm. you have no absolutely no handshake mm -hmm. okay well you want to know what that action wood was actually used for peter mm. no the action wood was actually used for making gun stocks yeah mm. yeah so they want so they want so they won't yeah. break yeah yep and um I think Jerry posted this one time on Facebook or whatever, but he was talking about how he had, um, he came up with this 
his own way of uh, tapering it. And um, yeah, he came up with a way of having the uh, company taper it, which gave it um, better performance. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I always wondered, I understood the point of using the action maple, but I'd like, I would really like to find one of Jerry's bows that has all bamboo in it. I have one. You, how, how do you like it? I love it. Just a moment, I show it. Just a moment. And which arrows do you usually shoot? Wood arrows when you go hunting? Um, yeah, either wood arrows or um, you know what micro flights are? Micro? Micro flights. Micro, micro flights are old. They were made, they came out in the 60s. Okay. They're, no. uh, they're um, fiberglass. Okay. And they're, they're fairly heavy, mm-hmm. but they're pretty. Peter might have some of those too. Um, I love it. Look. Yeah, now look, we talk about the bow again. <laughs> look that back set. Yeah. Very heavy back set. Yeah. And this is kind of really nice bamboo handle. Mm-hmm. You see? It's it's from the 1980s, I think, and it's uh, had a, a dark brown backing, and a white facing, but it's kind of yellowish white because it's so old. You see, yeah, because but, he smoked too much. Yes. No, no, I I just got it that way, <laughs> but okay. I but I let it. I don't clean it, and yeah. and, and I let a, a new new finish put mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and also one kind of damp guy cut in here a pistol grip oh okay and i got it like that i have pictures of that mm-hmm. and then a friend of mine glued this on with wooden towels you know mm-hmm. and we made it a real yeah. nice long yeah, boat very cool that, I, I, love I, remember, it. I remember peter i remember seeing that picture of the yeah. of the guy that mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. why you would put such a heavy dish in that handle crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah and now it's completely straight and you mm-hmm. see narrow like a real howard hill grip mm-hmm very nice bow, but that's a hundred percent a flat bow. You see, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know what? There are different kind of taperings in most bows. This bow has three laminations mm-hmm. all throughout, and for usually they stay with the three. But at some of these older bows, one lamination runs out here, so mm-hmm. they taper through the lamination and so yeah. on. It's very. Yeah. Sophisticated makes sense. Yeah, that that would be known as the leaf spring construction. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and here, here, this one, this last lamination of bamboo ends and here. here. Yeah, and they are out. This it's no not the third lamination anymore. Mm-hmm. And it it was called. This is the original writing on. It was called White Eagle Two. Mm-hmm like Howard Hill's money bow, which he used in the performance on the stage shows, was mm-hmm. White Eagle. Mm-hmm. His bow was named White Eagle, and so okay. Jerry named this one White Eagle White too. <laughs> and yeah. they had a kind of problems with in, in that time, because Jerry Hill leveled them with Howard Hill's original signature, you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were kind of of law thing going on with Howard Hill archery because mm-hmm. they had the rights and so on. It mm-hmm. was kind of unclear situation. Some maybe Cody knows more. I don't know. That that would have probably been when Jerry was uh, under the name of I believe 
I have a catalog. It was under Howard Hill Productions, mm -hmm. I do believe. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't know of any I don't know any of the legal stuff that went on between Jerry mm -hmm. between Jerry and Howard Hill Archery. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I do have, have a catalog. If I can find it, Peter, I'll send you a copy of it. That would be great. Yes, and also Ben Pearson Company made uh, sometime Howard Hill's longbow with Howard's signation on and so on. So there are a lot of makers and so on. Mm. Yeah, and that that is actually one bow that there that I've never seen is a Howard Hill bow built by Ben Pearson. Mm -hmm. And I know that they advertised them, and it must have been nineteen. I believe it was in the mid 40s and that was uh i think at that time it was a 75 dollar bow mm -hmm. and but i've never nobody anybody i've talked to uh, i've never seen one mm -hmm. but, if you, need but if you look at some of the other catalogs from ben pearson there are other bows that ben pearson built in the mid 40s mm -hmm. that were all out of bamboo mm -hmm. but yeah. that weren't labeled Howard Hill. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's, for, it's amazing. For some time, they also produced Howard Hill Arrows and Howard Hill Broadheads, Ben Pearson Company. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, and they, made, they made movies together, and Howard Hill promoted the fiberglass bows of Ben Pearson and so yep. on. So they had a kind of Cooperation. Oh, says yes, synergy, or mm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, John, I think it was John Lee was telling me one time that uh, there was a fellow that was a tool maker that made some type of tools. They wanted to use Howard Hill's name on their ratchets, on their winches, <laughs> or they just wanted to use his name, which. Mm -hmm. I guess he talked to like Jerry. He claims that there's been a couple other people back in the day that wanted to use Howard's name for mm -hmm. different yep. branding purposes. But, yeah, of course, but yeah. but Jerry Hill now came up with his new old broadhead. I really like them. They always were a lot better quality than that original Howard Hill broadheads. They were really nice broadheads. The Jerry Hill type. Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to get I'm anxious to get a set of them. I wanna. I want some too. <laughs> so they they look like they're they look like they're pretty high quality. I have one of the old ones back then. You know, I don't know if Armin remembers. Even here around in Germany and Austria, you could buy Cherry Hill cedar arrows. Mm -hmm. They had a kind of little golden label burnt in with okay. gold and so and they were high quality mm -hmm. arrows. I think they were made in Orlando, Florida at the Sims factory. Mm -hmm. There were some arrows. Uh, you could also get them. Mm -hmm. High, high quality cedar arrows to a very nice. reason, reasonable price. Mm -hmm. You know that Sims arrows, Cody? Uh, from where, Peter? They were called Sims. And Sims. the factory was in Orlando, Florida. And I think they also made Jerry Hill's arrows back then. Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with those. I mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with the Sim Zeros. I don't think I've ever ran across any of them. Maybe, maybe it was something only for export, not for the. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I have some. I will check. Okay. I, will, I will look for them next time mm -hmm. and show it. Show okay. them. Very nice. And you know, uh, well made cedar arrows mm. with good knocks and so on, and really spined and weighted. You could. The, out of the box, these arrows were exactly matched sets mm -hmm. of arrows. Nice. You got them five sixteens for you know weak bows up to twenty three sixty fours. Very tough arrows. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. But they finished, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. So and we were just uh, talking about arrows when you went away and, and got your bow. So you said you use wood arrows and then you use these old micro flights. Yeah, yeah these are nice arrows. I just have one, but these are nice. nice yeah. So fiberglass, heavy fiberglass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and tapered. They were tapered. Oh, okay. And very heavy and 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 thin. Yeah, and mm -hmm. either they, fishing either rope they, maybe. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Either they were straight or either they were straight or they broke. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, could shoot them in a concrete wall. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I believe uh, Bob Markworth did that on a, a TV show back in the '60s. Mm -hmm. Um, you know who? You guys know who Bob Markworth is? I know him. I know him. I he know was him. a a nice a, a trick shooter with a recurve bow. He mm -hmm. also made some tape about shark hunting, I think, with the yeah. bow. Mm -hmm. Very nice, lovely guy. Yeah, there was a kind of documentary. You see him traveling with his female assist, assistant and mm -hmm. with a trailer, with a you know your, mm -hmm. a, a kind of, of of holiday trailer, and they drove from town to town in schools. Mm -hmm. They gave shows in nightclubs and so nice. really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it still surprises me how he you know he shoots a balloon out of the assistant's mouth, uh, uh, blindfolded. Wow. Yeah. Have you have you seen that, Peter? Yes, but I tell you the trick. The the blindfold isn't real. I, I, I know I know this from the stage magicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are special blindfolds, so that's the trick. But he also had in a nightclub. I I if I remember well, in Paris, he had the kind of of show. At every shot, uh, he shot close to his female assistant, and and uh, and the closing fall down. Mm -hmm. You know, the skirt fall down the, mm -hmm. and so on, a kind of strip this. And it was the trick, in my opinion, was he shot there and she, with some kind of device, released the buttons or, I don't mm -hmm. know, the hooks or something. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he shoots with, uh, doesn't he do, uh, tri he does tricks with a crossbow and a compound as well as yeah, the recap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have to check him out. I mean, yeah. If you don't know him, is he still alive? Um, as far as I know, he is. Um, I believe he was supposed to get introduced into the Archery Hall of Fame either oh. this last year or this coming year. Mm -hmm. yep. Nice. So, but I, I talk, I email, I've talked to him. Oh, it's been probably two or three years ago. And, but I haven't heard from him since. So I, mm -hmm. I know he was on the last uh, one of the talent shows that they had on TV a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. doing his archery trick shooting. So, yep. but, mm -hmm. you know, In it, interesting guy. Yeah. But it, it's amazing though, at how many people 
did archery exhibitions back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. like Andy Vale, yeah. Wilhelm, um, Ben Pearson, Ben Pearson, Fred Bear, Fred, yeah, also did all they did, uh, yeah, all yeah. They, the greats did kind of stage uh, appearances and mm-hmm. shot that some tricks and so on yeah. and it's it's kind of a dead scene the only one really left is <coughs> sorry byron ferguson yeah, <coughs> yeah. so there's yeah yeah well there's also that and, um, Co- and cody of course <laughs> there's also that uh fella i'm not sure where he's from uh what state he's from but he's he does all the trick shooting with that white recurve uh bill eddington Ah, not Bill. Uh, from a, tech, a Texas, from Texas, a guy. Ed, his name is Eddington. Frank Eddington. Right. Okay. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. And then there's also a fellow named James Dean or James. Yeah. Is yeah. Wow. Yeah. This I know. Yeah. You you can't you can't top this. Mm. I I watch these videos. You can't do better, in my opinion. Nobody. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. amazing guy. It's it's amazing that some of the stuff that he can do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like shooting, and, arrows, shooting arrows that are falling out of the sky and yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, he does it with ease. You know, he's just turning around and shooting at this stuff. So a really nice, really nice guy. So does he shows too, or is he only doing videos? I guess he does videos. Yeah. In my opinion, I, th- I think nowadays you can't even do a proper archer. How is it nowadays with safety regulations? You know that you stand on a stage with with a weapon. I think everybody goes you know, crazy there. Yeah, yeah. I did it. You you know it. I yeah. mean, at the Landshut Bow yeah. Fair show, and they said I can't do it anymore because nobody yeah. is allowed to stand near the target. Yeah. Stupid. Mm. So. See, in Byron Ferguson, I, I'm happy to call Byron a friend of mine. And yep. when I was just starting out doing trick shooting, Byron used to come to Michigan to put on his expo mm-hmm. shooting demonstration. So I remember the first year I heard about Byron being here, I actually I came and tried to spend as much time as I could. And I watched two or three of his shows that weekend and spending time talking to him yeah and he basically said he was basically telling me just become the arrow like of course mm-hmm. how howard hill said you know just become the arrow mm-hmm. and yep. don't overdo it and i still shoot i still shoot even during the lockdowns we had and all this i still shot two or three hours a day just practicing mm-hmm. but i i do feel that you can overdo it yeah yeah you know you shoot shoot and shoot and shoot and then if you when you start getting your bad habits like getting tired yeah i i would push myself to keep shooting mm-hmm. of course that would make a lot of bad habits yeah and i'm by by no means a fantastic target shot i'm but i I'm surprised at what some of the tricks I can do. I don't know if it's because I listened to Byron's, you know, spiel about, oh, well, when the, tar- when the target's up in the air, it becomes as big as a baseball or a, a balloon or whatever. And yep. I had that experience the first time I shot coins out of the air. Mm-hmm. The, my buddy threw the coin up 
And when I when I pulled back, it's like, man, that, I can't miss that. And I let go, and I was surprised that I hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But probably for every time I've hit a coin or hit an aerial target, I probably missed two or three times more than. Uh, that's uh, okay. Mm-hmm. There, sorry to interrupt you, Cody, but I have to say this. Uh, and there you are arming with your spirituality. That's mm-hmm. that's you are in a kind of trance. You mm-hmm. you in the flow. Yeah. And that's what what some call spiritual or meditation or something, but it's just when you're really into that stuff you're doing, fully and aware, fully conscious, yeah, of course, yeah, in the yeah, moment, yeah. yeah, and at the same moment relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the that's the thing. Yeah. I, sometimes to my score to my uh, uh, clients, I explain it like driving a car. Mm-hmm. You're relaxed, mm-hmm. but you're aware of everything. Yeah, of your meters and and, and you lights. know when you press the clutch or put the gear in yeah, or whatever yeah. you don't think about kind it because it happens because you have it in your right, muscle memory right. it's, it's what they would call instinctively or intuitively yeah. but it's yeah. like that kind of state mm-hmm. would you, would you mm-hmm. agree Cody? What? Oh would yeah definitely yeah <laughs> Did it happen to you once, Cody? Because when we had Byron in the show, he said that even Howard Till always said that you focus on the target and when you look at it long enough, then in one moment, it, it it's like it, you zoom in and it, it, it grows bigger and bigger. Did it happen to you once? Or is the coin still the coin? It's happened to me. I'd be honest, it's happened to me a couple of times. Okay. One time I was practicing and one time it happened when I was putting on a show Mm-hmm. For, a, for a school mm-hmm. um uh one of the kids asked me you know he's like what what else can you do can you can you do anything fan, fancier so i pulled out a coin of course mm-hmm. i was going to shoot the coin anyway try mm-hmm. to shoot it so i pulled out this coin and i said hey how about if i shoot this uh try to shoot this dime out of the air mm-hmm. so i gave it to my buddy who was helping me and when that when he threw the dime up Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like, okay, I, I come up to full draw and I'm looking at it mm-hmm. and it peaks and I just let go and I hit that dime yeah. dead on and I couldn't believe I hit it. Mm-hmm. But I, it was strange how that happened to me again when that coin just got as big as a, a basketball mm-hmm. and it's, I can't miss this. Yeah. And, but then when I was practicing shooting uh, 50 cent coins out of the air, there was, um, after I got done shooting the small stuff, I started shooting um, clay pigeons that my buddy was tossing up for me. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, I'm kind of like Byron. I use a backstop. And when, when he was throwing the clays up, I missed two or three of the clay in this. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how, yeah, like, I don't know how I could, how yeah. I could hit the coins, yeah. but then, Play uh, pitching is too big. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, smaller you aim, aim small, miss small. You know the trick. You have you have to paint a dot on the clay pigeon, uh, mm. because we talk about. Look what I found here. Mm. Yeah. It's a, a wooden disc Byron shot out of the air in 2014 in the show in the Netherlands, and mm-hmm. I picked. I was the only guy picking it up and say, Byron, <laughs> sign, it. sign it, please. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes, sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
I should I should have looked for those too. I had two or three of those as well, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what the best trick was I played, Byron. Uh, we sat in the evening, and I had uh, ten, ten. Uh, how you call it? Ten, ten, ten dollar bills. Mm -hmm. Very new, like from out from the print, and I had it like that. And I said, "Well, Byron, you know, could you sign that ten sheets, ten ten bills for me with your name, Byron Ferguson, and two thousand and ten, or I don't know." Well, of course, I could do this. I gave him the bills, and he signed all of the ten bills. And he said, "I'm just curious. What what are you going to do with this ten dollar mm -hmm. bills?" <laughs> I said, "Well, I will sell one for twenty bucks." <laughs> and he looked at me, <laughs> stared at me. And in that, that moment, he was aware I could do this, but he couldn't. <laughs> but I never did. I gave mm -hmm. it to my friends as a kind of souvenir, kind of mm -hmm. mascot, you know? Yeah, see, I'm not your friend, <laughs> and then you have it. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I have one for you. I didn't get one. Uh -huh. it, is, it was in 2011. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I'll, I'll, I'll look, Armin. I might have an X. I have two or three of those discs that he's broken mm -hmm. that is signed. Um, I'll find one and I'll just send one to you. You can have mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and, but really and, try it next time when you shoot clay pigeons, throw a small dot in the middle or, or glue yeah. a 50 cent coin in it. That's the trick. Then you have your small target and then you hit it. And you know, Byron Ferguson showed me in his home. He had some of the original discs Howard Hill shot. Mm. Yeah, I um, I seen one of those um, at Three Rivers Archery. They mm -hmm. have yeah. a display case. Yeah. And at one, at one time they had, I don't know, maybe they got, they went on loan from Byron, but mm, there maybe. was one in the display case and it was, it was pretty cool that, you know, just, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, mm. History, huh? Ooh. Yeah, it gives you goosebumps when you talk about it. Oh, so, a little, a little yeah. at least. Huh? Not everybody's as excited as me, but it's okay. <laughs> so, nice. Now, yeah. now, I know, Armin, you say that, don't you say that you you will only shoot three arrows and then you go pull the arrows out of the target, Yes, right? when, when we practice there, when I had this archery range that we only shoot three arrows, that they stay for because keep uh, when you're a trained archer it's different but we have always new people and to keep them focused we let them shoot three arrows and then they go and get the arrows back yes that's what byron says only mm. shoot three arrows yeah. and i copied this from him yeah, because you focus if it would be up to me i would let them shoot only one arrow yeah because yeah. then you have all the focus everything in this moment with this for one arrow. one for one chance yeah, but of course, you always, when you have an archery range, you always need to yeah, entertain yeah. and teach and find a balance. Yeah, which after I heard whatever video I watched when you were talking about shooting three arrows and going, I'm like, you know, I ought to try that because maybe my focus would be much better. Mm -hmm. So I now I only shoot three arrows. I go down and grab my arrows and then I just... It's just my focus seems to be a lot better than having a big back full of arrows that I'm just yeah, yeah. shooting, shooting, shooting. And but I, I like the debate you guys had the one time about oh well if it's is it a Robin Hood if I shoot five or six arrows and then Robin Hood another <laughs> exactly arrow? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, this is what always happens. I shoot all at the target and I shoot 20 arrows on the target. Yeah. And of course, one arrow sticks and hey, I have a Robin Hood. Said, no, it doesn't count. When we do a deliberate, deliberate Robin Hood, you have three arrows. You shoot the first one as your reference arrow. And then you have two arrows to split the first one. This is no, you I'm... have one. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you know, we are a bit more. You have okay, a 50 okay, 50 okay. chance. And this would okay. be a Robin Hood. Everything else is a lucky shot or whatever accident. Yeah. Are, uh, I, are you watching our shows, Cody? Yeah, yep. When I get some time, I watch them every like weekend. Or, Thank you. Like yeah, it? You yeah, like it? Love, yeah. So I actually find it more entertaining. I'll turn the computer on and watch it, and I'll sit here and I'll make arrows or Beautiful. have a nice drink and build some arrows. <laughs> or... with, with your Pitzenburger fletching chick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you yeah, use yeah. glue, tape, or what do you use for your feathers? Um, I use, I actually use both. I use, um, if I'm making flu-flus, I'll use the uh, fletch tape because, I mean, they're going to get beat up. Yeah. And I find that if, if I need to change a feather out real quick, if it gets too beat up, mm -hmm. you can just grab the tape and pull it off and yeah. refletch the arrow real quick. But, mm -hmm. uh, I do, I do like glue. Mm-hmm. For most of my hunting arrows, mm -hmm. the fletch tapes are right for what I call my jumper arrows, for arrows that I just shoot and yeah. if I break them, I break them. I never but, used it. Never used it. Yeah. Yeah. I, we started using it here at the range because for the range arrows, you know, the feathers, as you said, feathers get beaten yeah. up and we shoot carbon arrows and removing glue. From a carbon arrow is you know you yeah, take tough. a knife and a blade and then you scratch in the carbon and yeah, you ruin yeah, the shirt. Yeah, 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 so yeah. with the tape you simply put it off stick a new one in and it's ready to go so it's always depends on on what you need the arrow for yes yeah and i i messed around with just about every every type of glue you can think <laughs> yeah. of um yeah uh, i used to go to one of our local big box stores and they had uh duco cement yeah, mm -hmm. and back in the day, that was a prime fletching glue. Okay, and I fletched some arrows with it, and it was, you know, it was all right. And then Jerry Hill was telling me that no, it was John Lee was telling me that Howard used something called seal all. It was like a rubber cement, mm -hmm. and so I started using that. Well, our local store quit selling it, so. I have I could probably find it on the internet, but I just like mm -hmm. how was I, the name of this one? Seal all. Seal, seal all like seal all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like sealing, like like seal. Like yeah. to seal, yeah. Seal, uh, seal, seal, seal all. Seal all. Yeah, actually, right on the back of the package, it actually said four fletching arrows. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. cool. Okay. Nice. And, but living in Michigan. We have, you know, of course, up north of us, we have the boning archery, which they make the boning fletching glue. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And so I, I can buy that, you know, pretty like anybody else. But mm -hmm. I like the boning fletching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But, <clears throat> now, mm -hmm. are you, are you guys pretty particular on what arrow knocks you use on your arrows? Yes. Or <laughs> you are. Yeah. yeah, for for me, yeah, for me, for you know, for the range arrows, we use the normal standard. You, I usually always had from Bearpo from Germany oh. these normal standard knocks, and I use for my shooting. You know, I do this thumb release shooting, 
and there are they are called eunuchs from vermil archery and they have this they spread a little open but not as wide as they have normally on horseback they are still quite small you can grab them easy so especially for my way of shooting i like them but i shoot different kinds of knocks and i'm so not so very specific but my own arrows have the mostly these eunuchs on it yeah now peter are you still using the uh stopler min knocks at all uh, I had some sets of arrows made with the Stotler mid knocks, but if I'm honest, I don't like them them too much. How, what, what's different of, from them, or how do they look? Uh, just a moment, I pick up some arrows. You have one? Will you have one to just show, Cody? Yes, just a moment. You have some? Actually, I yeah, I have um, not a Stotler. I have one of the original mid knocks from Easton. Okay. okay. So show this it. is actually, this is actually. Um, can you guys see this arrow at all? Yeah. This is actually an arrow that my grandfather got in 1948 wow. from Howard Hill when he mm -hmm. did a local uh, exhibition. <laughs> that is a, a mid-knock. A mid-knock. Interesting. Never saw this one. They're, they're rounded. But yeah, that's an arrow that my grandfather Nice. And you know, I mean, they are, they are exactly an extension of the shaft. Yes. You won't have anything. Yeah. So you have no indexing on it or something, so you don't know what you're you have, doing. You have a very small index on okay. that, on this, no? No, nope, there's no index on Completely it. Completely flat. I like on them. And I find them easier. You can roll them around in your fingers as well. So yeah. you can, so when you're drawing it out of a back quiver. Yeah, you can, exactly, with, with a rounded edge. Yep. Seems pretty, so, yeah. but in my yeah. opinion, in my opinion, yeah. the best knocks for using a back waiver and shooting fast are the Mercury speed knocks. Yes, that's if I have to choose between all the available knocks, I only use Mercury speed knocks. Mm -hmm. Well, you have one to show. Have you a Mercury here? I don't. I do I not. Have. Just a moment. Mm -hmm. So, because, yeah, I mean, it's pretty surprising that, you know, you're about as picky as I am when it comes to arrow knocks. I, yeah. I've always been extremely picky about arrow knocks. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. it's, a, yeah, it's, it's for me, this is the connection from the arrow and me and the string. And this needs to work for me, for my way, how I shoot. And there are some, they look fancy, but they don't work as good. Others are too big, others are too small, or I don't feel them. It's, everything needs to work together. That's why we shoot 40 different styles and you figure which one you like more and which one you don't like that much. Yeah, and I've, I've tested just about all the knocks I could get my hands on here in the yeah. States and it's, I just go back to the, the knocks that I like. Mm -hmm. And when I find a certain brand that I like, like mm -hmm. the, the one classics knocks made by Boney that they made back in the day. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll buy a whole bunch of them. So I have them. So in case I can't ever find them. Okay, cool. But, These are the Mercury's Mercury speed knocks. You see the mm -hmm. big index. Yeah, then they're flat on both sides. Yeah, of course. Yes, and a very, easy. a very deep groove mm -hmm. and a, a, like a kind of how you call it a funnel mm -hmm. here in the back, so you easily yeah. can knock them yeah. very fast. Mm -hmm. And yes, flat on the sides and the big index. So you, so you know directly how to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
here is a, a Stotler Midnock, a yellow one, you see, and they have a little kind of index. And mm -hmm. what's interesting for Armin is they came, they come with a very narrow slot. So you have to mm -hmm. file them to fit fit them to your okay, string. To your string, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because when they are too big and you have your what a fast flight. Many fast flight, then it's a thing. Maybe Cody knows the brand. I don't remember the brand, but I think I have a kind of 600 of those. These are like the Mercury Speed Knocks, you see, with the wide opening here, back with the white slot here. And they have an index, and they're very mm. nice stout knocks, also flat at the sides, but these are not mm. Mercury Speed Knocks. I don't remember the name. Are they, they might be, are they NERC knocks in no. IR? Not NERC. No. Um, Phoenix? No. No. I don't remember. But mm. I think I have to look it out. But yeah, yeah. nice knocks. I have them in, in that orange mm -hmm. and in red. Mm. Nice knocks. Mm -hmm. yeah. You so. can really handle an arrow perfectly. Nice. With... Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> look at so. this. <laughs> and what I see today a lot, because we talk about arrows, we are talking about arrows. A lot of people are gluing the feathers too much away from the knock, in my opinion. Yes. So you should have in mind the farther back the feathers back, are. The better stabilization. The but on the other yeah. side, when you shoot thumb release, yeah. you have the thumb way further. So that's why I always glue the feathers half yeah, an inch, yeah, yeah, half an yeah. inch forward. I and I don't have the finger in the fletching. So that they, you have a clean grip on the arrow, but it's a different shooting style. A different shoot. And we and, our arrows are usually 32, 33, and, 34 uh, inches. These are labels I put on myself. And this mm. uh, cresting is original. And mm. these are pre-stained and pre-finished uh, Three River Cedar arrows, cedar yeah. shafts. Mm -hmm. Very good stuff. Yeah. Totally matched. Mm -hmm. Wonderful mm -hmm. arrow. Cody, one question, the knock you just showed, is this only for wood arrows or do they have a version for, for carbon arrows too with the insert? Oh, you mean you mean the mid-knocks here? These mid-knocks, yeah. Um, they, the, the, they don't make these anymore. These okay. were made up until like, I believe the 1960s mm -hmm. and then they quit making them. And then a fellow named Stotler mm -hmm. um, ran around with Howard Hill Okay. And then Stotler started building. Stotler midnocks. Okay. Started building bows, and then mm -hmm. he reintroduced his take on the Stotler midnock. Okay. And then I was told that Bony Nardtree up north of me, mm -hmm. they had the original dies for this knock, mm -hmm. for the original Easton knock. Okay. And they made they made some, but they couldn't get it to work right, so they, mm -hmm. I don't. Nobody knows whatever happened to the dies. Yeah, then you need to make that, huh? I think. <laughs> Cody, I think you sent me some of these mid knocks, no? Yeah. yeah you sent you some to me. Wow. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I still have some. I still have some. Mm -hmm. But the Stotler mid knock was made from a totally different plastic. Yeah. Plastic. And Soft. they just, I'm not going to say they're junk, but I've heard of a lot of guys say they had a lot of dry fires with their bows. Mm -hmm. the, the groove. It, the because the, yes, because the groove is so, so narrow, yeah. you easily and look look how it is shaped. 
you yeah. easily can squeeze it off from the string kind of mm -hmm. you know yeah but it can be for a different shooting technique could be very could be very interesting so i'm really yeah. interested in i need to get a yeah. few of them yeah that's why uh, but they only made them even boning make them now or nobody makes them now no. um you can buy you can still find some of the scotland knocks on i believe okay. amazon mm -hmm. I can send you a link armin okay thank so, you but yeah I say, I saw one maker. I think there's one maker around who still makes them. Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I don't yeah. remember the name. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's 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 funny how many of these different archery companies would, I guess, just like anything, copy another manufacturer for the same thing that they're making. Mm -hmm. Like yes. the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Look, look what I I don't know if you can see it. Look, there's a mm -hmm. label on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. With right. my my portrait, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can't see it. No. no, we can't see it. No, because the the diameter of the shaft oh, no. is no, more you for can. your white face. You see? Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, it looks good. It's, we are so proud of you, Pete. Oh, thank you, thank you. Then I'm uh, then I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> Cody, have you prepared for our knife of the week show? Yeah, actually, I had two of them. Oh, only. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. One for the right hand, one for the left hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here in the state of Michigan, you it's against the law to conceal carry a uh, like a hunting knife. Okay. So, two knives that I have, I have this one right here. Mm -hmm. This is an old timer. Um, this knife was. Wow. This one, this knife here was um, given to me by my uh, grandfather. That wow. was one of his. Wow. During um, when he, when I was old enough to start hunting, this was one of his knives that he gave me. Oh, nice. So, wow. So I still use this, Maybe. but I, I can, of course, I can carry a pocket knife. Mm -hmm. So I just carry this little 1940s pocket knife that he had when he was a kid. Oh, wow. So, but, oh, I, lo I love Cody because he's totally into that old stuff. Yes, old yes, yes. With his old, rifles, with his old knife, guns. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also has old timer cars. I know okay. some old pickup cars, pickup trucks. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually, Peter. It's actually the same year and model that Howard Hill used when he went to Africa. Mm -hmm. Wow. Same. Yes, you got one of those. I know. Yeah. So, wow. but. Now, what Peter? What do you think? Uh, what do you think of Nate Nate's bow, Sunset Hills? Would you, what do you? What do you think of Nate Steen's bows? Um, as I, as far as I can say, I I got uh, he made me one uh, back in two thousand six. It was a very short kind of hunting hill style bow. Yeah. And um, it has very, not very, but it had massive limbs. As was what I want to tell you is, in my opinion, he makes them now more fragile, more nice. The ones that I knew were kind of big bows, you know, big handle and big limbs. And so very well made. And what's special, what is special about his bows is he puts into the center of the limb one fiberglass sheet. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, he does. That's kind of special with his bows. And uh, oh, I like them. I like them. And no, I also not. like that he came up with, uh, with uh, that string follow design. He was one of the first, uh, not one of the first, but one of the first I got to know who promoted a, a guest slightly string follow bow for the best shooting bow around. And that's mm -hmm. kind of true. You know, if the bow has a very slight string follow, in my opinion, it combines the smoothness of a self bow, of a wooden bow, to the speed and power of a glass bow. It's a kind of, mm. yeah. Hype, in my opinion, from the shooting, uh, how it's how yeah, it is yeah. to shoot. And more forgiving, uh, yeah. I, I was hunting with Nate Sting. He's a really nice guy. He's from Idaho, from Dreamforce. And I can't say any bad thing about him, except you have very long waiting times very difficult to get the bow mm. it, at least the last years it was like that or correct me if it's not mm. true Cody. yeah um, um I, i'm uh i'm on his uh i guess his back list i mean his back burner list on, and i'm not sure how long i've been on it but i i'd like to have one just to just to yeah. shoot just to no these are nice and well-made bows and and mm. nate is also a kind of howard hill uh, expert who read who reads every stuff about Howard's bows and who uh, he was friends with John Schultz and the sons of John Schultz, which made the quiver and the leather stuff and so on. So he knows a lot about the, the Howard Hill mm -hmm. yeah. uh, bow making. Yeah, and John Schultz was also another interesting fellow with his yeah. trick shooting and yeah, yeah, yeah. so and. I've uh, I've not had a chance to shoot any of John Charles bowls either. Mm. And I I have to. <laughs> <laughs> my my brother has one too, and then even the the sons of John Schultz asked him if he wants to sell it, and he said no. But he didn't even let me shoot with it. So <laughs> okay. is John D still alive? Yeah, John. I actually um, just texted him. I think it was a couple days ago. Yeah, he's. Um, He's building another Howard Hill, and he's building another bow. Wow! So he, sent, he sent me a pictures of a bow that he's building. Nice. Do you do you think we could have him on on the show? Um, I can. You can try to contact him. He would be a wealth of knowledge. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Because he he spent a lot of time with Howard, and he built you know the last three or four bows that Howard shot before he passed away. So. Mm -hmm. So, cool. I, yeah, I was gonna get my Howard or my John Lee bow out, but I have it stored in my safe, and it's kind of a mess in there. So, <laughs> I also I, I always <clears throat> wondered about, and we talked before about it, Cody, about that some bows Howard Hill had with this guest riser, with the black riser. Oh. Okay, so yeah, um, I have one. I, I had one because I've had a couple of John's bows where I had one, and then I he I gave it back, and he gave me a heavier one. But the um, the it was um, balkanized fiber as well on the sides, which would because the bows were so the bows were so thin, Howard's bows were so thin mm -hmm. thin here in the yeah mm -hmm. he would put the 
the vulcanized fiber on the um, mm -hmm. on the side, the side of it. Okay. So the so the bow went forth back and forth. Mm -hmm. But I've only I've only seen a couple of like that of Howard's. But, They're interesting, and I think this I never saw it with any other archer or bow maker before that the side glass fiber at the, mm -hmm. in the riser section. It was just it was just to build strength up in the riser is all. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, but you know, I don't know if if Armin knows it that that early Howard Hill bows, and also Bob Swinehart writes about it. They were made completely finished and tilted bamboo lamination bows. And then and, they put the glass and on. And then it. they put the glass yeah, on. I know that. Not, yes. not like today, they just mm. do it together and grind it. They, they made a, a working bow before mm -hmm. they put the glass on. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, they build the self bow up first and then yeah. in, I do believe it was the same way with the bows that Howard took to Africa. They were all um, they were all, I guess you would say, laminated self bows. Mm -hmm. They took them, I believe it was to Floyd Eck or Floyd, what or whatever the guy's name was in California mm -hmm. um, that invented the glass. Um, Frank Eichholz. Eichholz, yeah. Yep. And Eichholz put the glass on the back for him. Mm -hmm. so, but <laughs> it's, it is, you know, just like, Anybody though, back in the day, Howard would, you know, test everything and anything yeah. to make it, you know. In no, in no way, Howard was a traditional archer. Mm. He always had the best and most modern uh, work uh, stuff and, and materials to mm -hmm. to try it. And yeah. what I also believe, I don't know if I'm wrong, Cody. I think Howard wasn't the first who who was making uh, laminated bamboo bows and 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 mm -hmm. dried bamboo and baked bamboo and so on. I think all they got all this this knowledge from the fly rod builders, mm. you know, from the fly fly rod makers because they used the split bamboo and and dried and baked bamboo to get very nice fly rods for fly fishing. Yeah, I I think they got the technology from there. Yeah, but what about also though? What about the um, in over in Japan where they? I mean, most of those bows were, yeah, be, you know, are all bamboo. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, it, it's hard to say. It's really, but and it's, I, <laughs> it's hard to break a, a two two meter bow. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, it, it's you know these guys want to go back and forth. So well. You know, it's it seems like it's more more drama than what it really needs to be with yeah. these guys. You know, they want to argue about well, Howard did this, no, he didn't, he did that. It's like yeah, yeah. We don't know he's not here anymore. So yeah. yeah. And it's it's the same, it's the same with, with the medieval reenactors. Yeah. Oh no, they never had this sword, they had mm -hmm. another sword, and they mm -hmm. never had this, and so it's like that. Yeah. It's kind it's kind of funny you bring that up about the uh medieval. Uh, a couple uh, oh, I'm trying to think, probably around five years ago or so, they had a, for two or three years, they had a medieval renaissance fair mm -hmm. uh, about 40, 40 minutes away. And 
I never went to one. Well, I seen that they had an archery contest. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I ended up showing up to the first one. The first year they had the medieval fair. Was there there a Robin Hood costume? No, I just wore a pair of jeans and a button-up shirt with my longbow and uh, bat quiver. And these guys, you know, so you had to shoot so many arrows and score so so you had a kind of like they do for the olympics mm-hmm. you, shoot, yeah. you shoot one round and then they take the best archers mm. to, shoot, yeah, they, yeah. to shoot the um championship round so mm-hmm. i show up and i think it was like five u.s dollars to, to to shoot the to shoot to qualify <laughs> and the target was no further from me to probably the end of your house there peter mm. i mean it was like <laughs> maybe five or 10 meters. I mean, it was, it was short. Mm, And, and these guys couldn't even, some of these guys that were all dressed up, couldn't, they couldn't even shoot a, hit a pop can two feet in front of them. I mean, and. But, but Cody, they know everything, how it was. They know everything better. Yeah. 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 So I, I ended up, I qualified. I didn't lose any arrows. And the guy running the shoot said, I'm surprised you didn't lose any arrows. Or because he said, well, we've had guys that were... I'm sure they left you there, Cody. I'm sure they were happy with you. Um, not really. I was asked not to come back. <laughs> so so I, I won the championship. And they actually gave, um, give you, gave you a, an arrow, a wooden arrow that had gold inscription on it. And so I won that. And then the next year I went back, even though I was told not to go back, (laughs) I went back the next year and I was shooting and I qualified. And this guy shows up with an Olympic style recurve, Mm -hmm. (laughs) shooting little Olympic style arrows. And uh, he shot two or three times and I started shooting the knocks off the back of his arrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his his wife was there and she was upset because he would shoot a couple arrows and then I would wait for him to get done and I'd shoot, mm-hmm. I would shoot my round. Mm-hmm. She was so upset. She tried to get me disqualified because I was destroying his arrows. <laughs> and I said, well, I, I can't help it. He's shooting where I want to shoot. <laughs> So I destroyed probably three or four of his thirty or forty dollar a piece arrows. Ooh, yeah. I think you are bigger devil than Howard Hill was because that sounds like a Howard Hill uh, yeah. trick. <laughs> and of course, he. I was shooting. Um, I was shooting uh, twenty three sixty four arrows, so they're quite big, you know, the wood arrows. And I was shooting big old uh, field points. And I mean, I was surprised that I damaged that many arrows, but I was just shooting them in there. And after that, they they really told me not to come back. <laughs> and, I, and that and that year, I won another arrow, and I think they gave me uh, a gift certificate for uh, to have some guy, one of the guys there build arrows. And I went to go look at the arrows, and they weren't they weren't even worth even giving the gift certificate for. <laughs> they were they were bad. <laughs> oh, we missed. We 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 interrupted the knife show. Armin, oh, yeah. where's your knife? Oh yeah. Today something Sorry. small. 
I usually I'm not a neck knife guy, but this is one of my most favorite neck knives. Wow. It's a snake charm. And I like knives with a ring on the back. I don't know. I have this fable when a knife like the kunai, where they have a ring on the back where I can put my finger in, I'm happy. And this is a nice one. Has a nice shape, first of all. Oh, yeah. My oh, sandal yeah. is very thin, so it's really nice. And with this ring, and there you have some something on it. So Leverage. you can have it yep. really, it's really it's small, but you can have it good in your hand. You can, oops, wait, like yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really work with this quite well. So it's nice. It's very thin, very, you know, you can really. It's, also um, would be a nice quiver knife, you know, what you put in your quiver so yeah. you can throw it with, with the, with the yeah, ring but, and so on. But this one, I don't throw. For this, for my not, quiver... Not, not for throwing, but having with you. For this one, I have these ones. These are oh. my most favorite throwing knives. They don't build them anymore, the setters, and they, whatever you do, with whatever technique you throw them, they are not very heavy, but they are just, wow. Look good, looking good, looking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> So now, now you, Peter, show us uh, one of your big monstrous <laughs> No, no, knives. no, just the opposite for, for today, for this week, I, I took out this mm. really traditional Austrian and also German, I would say, yeah. hunting knife. Mm -hmm. These are called Knickers or Nickers, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they have a nice blade, you see, mm -hmm. and a nice yeah. hand guard, a mm -hmm. stack handle with a kind of new silver mm -hmm. and they have this kind of sheath because mm -hmm. you carry them in your leather trousers and your leather shorts and there's in a little pocket knicker pockets yeah yeah you mm -hmm. put that knife in yeah. and um, <clears throat> and they are called knickers or knickers because mm -hmm. you they use them when they hunt roe deer you know that Cody roe is small mm -hmm. like small deer in, yeah. in 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 our countries in Europe and if they, if they had to finish off a row, they bend the head forward and step that knife into the neck yeah. between the, the spinal cords, mm. you know mm. how you call it, and they, okay. they separated it and so the, mm -hmm. the, the instant the, death. The row was instantly death. Yes, and, mm. and it's also a great knife, you know, for eating sausage yeah, and, and for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. I really like that one. Mm -hmm. Where did you get it from? I got it from an old hunter, mm -hmm. and he had some of them. And then mm -hmm. oh, you need one of these old knives, and mm -hmm. yes, I need one. And nice. it's nice, kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know for what for this is. It's it's from Vagot Solingen, so it's German, mm -hmm. German made. Nice yeah, of knife. course, the Germans Solingen they know how to make plates. Yeah. Yeah. No, nice handle. Peter, is this still tradition over there when you shoot a roe deer that you take and cut a, a branch yeah. and you put it in the yeah. mouth of the, yeah. for like yeah. its last meal or? Yeah, you have two. Uh, in German language, we call it Bruch, like break. Mm -hmm. And and it's there are two Bruch, the one you put into the mouth of the deer. you. Yes, you put in the mouth of the, it's kind of the last meal, like you said. And the other one, you put uh, onto the entry wand and do a little blood on it. And this one you stick on your hunting head. So the other hunter see you had, you backed a deer or a roe mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. In most cases, uh, it's fur, 
fir twigs are used for mm -hmm. doing this, fir, yeah. but sometimes also oaks or what you have around. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. and, and you shake hands, say Weidmannsheil, and you have to, to, to break this two Bruch, and you have to put it on the, on the hunter's head, and you handle this with the hunter's head, and you have to pick it up from the head and put it mm. on his head, and so mm. it's a kind of ritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what, would you, what would you say that roe deer tastes like? Is there anything that it's comparable to? It's, it's like your white tail, but you know the, the how you call it, the fasten? Mm. The strands? The strains, fibers. So it's that more, the, yes, the, the, the meat is more um, smaller, nicer fibers, you know, strains. Mm. It's more tender mm. than, 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 than a white tailed deer. Mm. But okay. it's, it's nice. And that's also tradition. If you, but it's, I think it's the same in the United States. If you hunt a roebuck or a roe, uh, a female one, uh, a guys in German, you took, take, take out the liver and they prepare the liver uh, a la carte at the moment. So they're just roasting onions and slicing the liver and put it on and put it into the onions and some garlic, salt, pepper. And then you put in some wheat, you, you just powder some wheat in and put in a, a little spoon of a little uh, sip of white wine or red wine mm. and a little water and so yes and the classic side dish is is cooked potatoes you mm. know in salt water cooked potatoes and then you're sitting with your hunting companions and eating the fresh yeah. leather mm -hmm. it's it still has to be kind of uh, red in the in the center mm -hmm. like a steak yeah because the thing here with with white tail is Depending on the part of Michigan that you get them from, that you shoot them from, yep. some of the some of them, some of the meat's really really good, but if you get like an older deer that's from yep. up up in the UP, the yep. meat is a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I've always I always wanted to try roe deer, because I've I've heard about how it's it's really tender and it's yeah yeah yeah, you can. You know, if you have the 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 back leg, you know, I don't know how it's called in English. Uh, you can make out of every piece of this meat, out of every uh, uh, kind of this meat, you can make it a la minute in a pan, just like a steak, and it's very tender. You can you can cut it with your with your fork and eat it. Mm -hmm. Tender like that. Now, Armin, you don't hunt at all, do you? No, I don't hunt. I'm, I was most of my life even vegetarian, so I'm completely on the opposite side of the of the of the. <laughs> you know, you know what, uh, Cody? You know what we are doing. If we have an older buck, or like you say, we we used to make sausage out of it. So mm -hmm. so you can you can put in some spices and herbs and you compensate for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it goes through the wolf. Yeah, the machine and then it's yeah, processed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. now, what about do you eat fish at all, Harmon? Hmm? Again? Do you eat fish? Fish, yeah. I eat sometimes meat because I 
I started eating meat here again in Malta because as a vegetarian here in the small island, it gets boring and I'm now almost nine years here and you can only eat always the same stuff. It got a little boring. And then one of my last girlfriends, the Italian, she always some, made some fish or made whatever. Some, and I started eating a little, not still don't eat a lot. Yesterday we had barbecue and then I ate a little chicken. That's fine, That's, but not a lot. <laughs> so straightforward vegetarian. Of ninety uh, percent vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we used to say we are vegetarians of the second order yeah, because yeah, yeah. we are all just eating uh, vegetarian animals. <laughs> or 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 how the saying goes no, how no carnivores. The people they are too stupid to hunt vegetarians <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah it also i was kind of inter interested by the other fellow you had on the other week that was shooting knockless arrows yep chef Osipia. yeah i i honestly don't think i could actually do that i I struggled the first time. I was cocky and I did a review and then one of my knocks came out of a carbon arrow and I did a joke in front of the running camera set. And what happens when you when you have no knock, you shoot knockless and bang, I missed completely dry fired my bow. But now last week I took my time. I simply took some wood shafts without tip, without knock anything. And I started practicing with a low poundage bow. Once you shoot a few times, it's like this Indian style. You pinch the arrow left and right of the string and you draw with the middle and the ring finger. It's actually not that bad. But when you see the video, I made a, a short video how I started practicing my first day practicing, got directly seven dislikes because some archers are so narrow-minded. And how, why would you even shoot a knockless arrow? I simply try it because I'm a curious person and Native Americans in an Amazonian, they had knockless arrows. They shot with it for a reason. Either it, they were too lazy to cut the knock in or it had a purpose. So I simply want to find out. Yeah. And it, and it also surprises me. This is no, not, you know, down talking like Jeff or any of the other people, but yeah. it makes me wonder what the big surge in combat archery is all of a sudden over the last couple of years. I just, it makes me wonder, I, I guess I could never get into the whole aspect of combat archery. Me neither, uh, Cody, me neither. Simply a different, different, uh, let's say, application of archery. I mean, you can do with your bow and arrow, you can hunt, you can shoot a target, you can shoot 3D animals, you can shoot dimes out of the air, or you can do combat means you shoot a few arrows very quickly after each other. That's all. And, and when you see then in, in some... We had this discussion once in some writings, it can be propaganda, but it's always said in ancient writings that you are considered a fast shooter, especially from a horseback, that you can shoot a few arrows in a fast succession when you can shoot 10 arrows in 30 seconds. So it means one arrow in three seconds, so either out of your quiver or out of your hand or whatever. So that was kind of a standard in the ancient times, and this is where they all I come don't from. believe it. <laughs> no. no? Peter, how many arrows was it? I remember there was, uh, I don't know if it was in Craig Eakin's book or in, in another publication, but they, they said that Howard shot a dozen arrows in so many seconds. Do you remember? I don't, I don't remember, but I think, uh, I think it should be about two seconds, one arrow. Yes, no? it's no about problem. And yeah. 
And for Jeff, he simply saw this. He, he simply saw this guy shooting a pistol very fast, and yeah. he said, "I want to simply replicate this with bow and arrow." And that's why he's practicing with knockless arrows and shooting very, very fast a few arrows. Yeah. That's all. Now, is he shooting any feathers on his arrows, or are they? No, nothing. He shoots nope. spear shafts. So he doesn't have to worry about the feather orientation or exactly. anything. Do it now. Oh. Yeah. But so. you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't be afraid of. Lars Anderson's arrows, and I wouldn't be afraid about Jeff's arrows. I never would. It's like a throwing a shuriken or or a, a, a throwing knife of that size. It's I don't know. And you know what? <clears throat> if they would use combat war arrows, at least nine millimeters in diameter. They couldn't do it with the bow handle and some arrows here and so on because they just can do it with carbon, with very slim carbon arrows. That's the other thing I like to mention because they talk about history background. How many arrows can you hold in your hand? I can <laughs> hold 10 there, but the big ones, the big wood arrows, I can shoot 10 out of this hand. Yeah. And not comfortable anymore, but it's yeah. doable. If it's practical, it's not the question. It's technically what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing with these arrows if if it isn't to shoot but to draw your sword? You know that's yeah, yeah, of course. It's always that's why I said it's it's simply one small part of application. Yeah, you might maybe use it. Most probably you will never use it, but it's, it's still a nice way to practice archery. And for me, it's always simply yeah, to throw some okay. arrows away and then practice different things. And this fast shooting has something. It's nice when you are capable of shooting a few arrows in a fast succession. It's fun. It's nice. It's also nice to shoot it out for, shoot them of out course, from a back. Nice from a quiver too, of course. Yeah. Nobody said it's wrong. It's simply, I don't want to be so exclusive and say, okay, this is no. the only way how to shoot, or only the arrow on the left side, and only three finger Mediterranean is the only way to shoot. And that's, that's why. Oh, shut up. <laughs> my, my phone talks to me. <laughs> wow. That's why I'm, yeah, it's, it's a smartphone. You know, it's not smart at all, but it's fine. <laughs> Otherwise, it would make me a coffee or something. Yeah. I, I, I think I just need to spend some time with somebody that does combat archery. Mm. Because around here, there's nobody that does it. Yeah, you, you all use archery for hunting, of course. Yeah. So, but it, it intrigues me, you know, watching Jeff shoot all those arrows. Mm. And, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got this comment too, then from one, you know, this is, I would never go hunting with, with knockless arrows, said, yeah, maybe, you can. of course. First of all, I think maybe the Native Americans did hunt with it, but they had a different shooting technique, I said. And but then I said, yeah, but you know, not everybody is hunting with bow and arrow. And then his comment was, yeah, but you should. So for him, archery is only hunting. Yeah. I, I accept that. I have no problem with it. But of course, there are different things you can do with bow and arrow. Oh well, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that just shoot in the backyard that have no recollection to yeah. hunting. Then you have the people that shoot strictly indoors on paper, mm -hmm. or you have people that just do trick shooting. Mm. And and I think this combat stuff came up when they came with these, you know, with these foam-tipped arrows. This is how Lars Anderson got into it too. Then they, they had these big events where they shot each other with these foam-tipped arrows. And of course, when you can shoot, then take three, and they have a distance, they shoot on 5, 10, 20 meters, no, no, no 15 meters I... maybe. And when you can take out three of them in a quick succession, of course, you are 
instead of getting a new arrow and load and shoot and because there are five people running at you and you can take them out it's a benefit i think it it stems from lord of the rings from legolas yeah no i don't know i think so i think it comes from this combat archery or that's what or archery tag or however they call it now yeah and it's funny it's funny too uh how many couch archers there are sort of thing you know, <laughs> like i am <laughs> a lot a lot oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, you know it when you have a YouTube channel and you show something, yeah, all of a sudden, all couch potatoes are on it, of course. Yeah. And I, I believe that it might have got worse when people were on lockdown, too. You know, they got just got bored at home and they're yeah. you know, just going, yeah, going you look, looking for videos to make. And then you start looking at their uh, at their videos or whatever, and it's like, mm. he's not an archer. He's not a hunter. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in the beginning, when I started my YouTube channel, I was always then starting discussions with them and whatever. And now there's a simple say, okay, when you think so, or I tell them, listen, if you think so, do a video, post it, and let me see it. Yeah. When, when you tell me I'm wrong, simply show me the proof, do it better than me, and then show me, then we can talk. But yeah, only yeah. sitting on the couch and telling me I do something wrong, and you maybe heard something, or you saw another one shooting, but you have no idea, that yeah. doesn't count for me. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, people like with Jeff, you know, mm -hmm. there's a couple guys that say, oh, well, he sped that video up or he did this. Yeah. Well, it's either either they just want to be a bunch of idiots and be mean or they're completely jealous that, yeah, they shoot yeah. bows, but they can't they can't shoot like that. That's the problem even was the discussion with Lars Andersen that he shot then whatever first Saracen shoot three arrows and, you know, at a distance of 80 meters and the uh, third one need to be shot before the first one is in the target. That means you need to shoot very fast. And then he shot even more arrows in the air. I think he shot 14 arrows in the air before the first one hit the, the ground. And there's a saying that one of these uh, Native Americans shot eight before yeah. the first one hit the ground. So he beat these record. And, but of course people are not, or many are not capable of doing these things. And that's why they are jealous. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say this, but in my opinion, uh, YouTube video making is a nice thing. Video clip making is a nice thing, but the the separation from boys and clowns to the men is do it live on stage. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah. Because you have to. To, to keep the pressure, you, not mm -hmm. to keep, you have to, to, to endure the pressure. Mm -hmm. You 500 people are looking at you. Once I shot in Vienna, there were 5,000 people when mm -hmm. I had this Robin Hood costume. And if you can do there some halfway nice shot, then you can talk about yeah. doing mm -hmm. trick archery and, and, yeah. and stunts with archery, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, it, trying to think how I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Um, it's it's always great watching Byron shoot because what he does on stage is the same thing that he does on video. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, you're you know you're right though, Peter. It's like anybody can make a video, and 
<clears throat> and I'm not going to say I'm a perfect shot like with shooting the coins out of the air. You know, I probably missed a half a dozen times. Of course. You know, of course. Of and, course. But, of course, 90% of these people, though, they don't show their misses or how many times they don't they don't say, oh well, I I miss 50 mm -hmm. times before I hit before it. Before I hit once the arrow in the area, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I I had the honor to be on the road with Byron Ferguson. So nobody asks him how was your day? And mm. no, you have to go out at that time on stage and doing your stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a different kind of thing yeah or at least show you your mistakes too that don't, but of course then these youtubers they show only when they succeed yeah because you nowadays of course you can edit there's nobody watching of course and it's easy to only show hey how good i am i mean when i do my bow reviews i simply show my shots yeah. i don't do a and second take because i'm first of all i'm lazy and second of all when i miss a target i miss a target you know i, I don't pretend that i always hit the center and so you know, I, and I have no problem with showing that I missed. So that's why I, I missed. It. Okay, what the heck? Since I saw this young guy with the Eastern, uh, with the Hoyt bow, and 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 yeah. you know the trick shot, the John Chain or how it's called, John something, yeah. Yeah, I knew. I don't need to make any one more shooting stunt clip again because you <laughs> can't top this. And if you're getting into that game you have to top this performance. Yeah. Then you can't win. You have to bring up something new. But he brought up so many mm. new shots. So you yeah. can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Armin knows about, I used, for some years, I really, I have here a kind of one meter on my bookshelf, just books about stage magics like Houdini and so on. And, uh, you know, you can learn from them. If you like to go into show business, into into stage work, you have to to know their tricks. Not not the trick on stage, you're faking something, but how to how to how to how to surprise your audience, because mm. every one of these magician guys saws a virgin in half. Mm. But one does it that way. One has that background, and one and so on. So it's the it's the it's the person of the performer who who who's making the style of the show and and mm. the appearance of the whole show. Yeah. So if you are seeing a trick on Byron Ferguson's shooting, you are allowed to copy it because if you are doing it, it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, no. When you. When you were doing your live performances, Peter, were you were you changing up like from one venue to another? Would you change up your routine or would you basically do the same thing kind of like Byron does where he shoots? No, you know, uh, here around, there are no, uh, not a lot of hunting fairs and shows and shooting shows and fairs. And so like in the United States, you have every, every, uh, fourth month you have kind of something like that so here it was like that they they asked me for doing something and I especially trained for that thing when they called me to go to China to shoot at that rings you know it's very difficult 
to exercise this because you need a wall and the second person throwing the rings. So I, I'm honest, I trained this in my kitchen because it was winter. So I, I put on a, on a shelf uh, a target up there and I focused on up there on the target and I shot one half a meter or 50 centimeters below. So I trained to focus on the target up there and shot and shooting about half mm -hmm. a meter below. Mm -hmm. So then I could out time, out maneuver the falling rings. Mm -hmm. That was my kind of training for this because you, if you don't have a big studio or something and the thrower and the and so on, you couldn't train it. So what I want to say, I always trained for that stuff they wanted from me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have to be a kind of overall good shot, and then you can train a special feature, a special stunt. That's my opinion. Different than Ferguson. He has his routine, he's making every time kind of the same show, and that's great. That's no 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 critic about it. No, but it's different here. Yeah. Now, in would you would would you have rather had those rings, would you have rather had them tossed up in the air instead of having them fallen? It was much it would be would have been much easier, of course. Because yeah. if you throw the ring in the air, it, it stops and then it falls down. So you have yeah. to shoot it when it starts to falling down. Yeah. But if they just let them drop, then it becomes faster and faster. And you yeah. know, when I arrived there, they had rings, they glued together two kinds of plastic. They were heavy like hell. So they fall down like a stone. I said, it's impossible to hit them. It's not impossible, but I talked them into lightweight rings. So they fall a little, they would fall a little slower than. Yeah. And that was the, 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 the thing. But it was also because it's a television show and, 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 and nobody likes to see hit me three rings and the Chinese girl three rings and that is a show. No, you have to hit more of them. And so yes. we, we worked on that. So now how long, how long were you over there for before the show? Like one week, one week, one week. And they, Every day they had a different schedule and said, "Oh, on the first, and the first, when I when we arrived in the first afternoon, we we arrived there, we went for out for out to the studio, and they had a kind of training wall, and we tried that with the rings, and they cut new rings and glued together and knot and so on, and uh, and the next day." a different team with a different director came to the hotel and they took me out to a kind of park in the city and I had to shoot at that apple and they filmed that and then we go went back to the studios and then they had another rehearsal and so on so it was like a, it was a television production it was it was not a, a one day event or so yeah now, Armin, would uh, you not get away from the show business? But while I'm thinking about it, Armin, what uh, what would you say uh, out of all the bows that you've tested? Which one do you say that you've liked the most so far out of all the ones that you've reviewed? 
Yeah, for me right now, one of my favorite bows is this Korean war bow I tested recently. It's from a Polish bow maker named Lukasz Nawalny. This is oh, simply look. for me. It's it's and it's a Korean war bow design. It's not a classical Korean bow like you have one, Pete. It's a little different. Has a little wider limbs and the sears are a bit longer. So it's just a little different geometry in it. And I simply love to shoot this bow. This is just for me nice. But I have a few other nice ones. But they're all a bit longer draw. They all draw 32, 33 inches. And you shoot with your thumb release. Because I don't have a proper Howard Hill bow yet. So <laughs> I might change when I get my Howard Hill bow. And then I most probably sell all my Asian bows. <laughs> I have, you know, uh, Cody, you know what is horrible? Uh, shipping and Howard Hill bow yeah. from Craig to to Europe yes. is a, is $180. It's crazy, no? Yeah. yeah. And it's there's even problems here within the states with the with the postage and the mm. um I'm here of course you know working in the archery industry you hear all types of stuff about packages getting lost or yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, but, but, in, but in general, shipping from America, whatever it is, last time I, I ordered only, it's, it's a small filtering. When I do my videos, I have an ND filter in front of my camera. And this is really a disc this size, you know, you could put it in, in an envelope and it was a small box and it was $40 shipping. Yeah. If I would ship this from Malta to the end of the world it would cost me 15 euros or $20 maybe, but not 40. <laughs> I, you know, back then, back then, uh, shipping a Howard Hill bow from Montana to Europe was about forty dollars, mm. forty to fifty dollars, or even sixty. Mm. But hundred and eighty—that's horrible. Yeah. That's crazy. And then when you see in Germany, they have now DHL and they limit everything to one meter. I think sixty. Everything longer. Yeah. Then again, bulky. Then you need to pay extra again. So it's yeah, yeah. Horrible. yeah. That's why it would make sense to have it as a takedown bow, but I don't know how. A takedown bow will be different from a non-takedown bow. A takedown bow wouldn't be a real Howard Hill style bow, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, because it's a heavy handle and so yeah. on. Yeah. Um well I if you read I think it's Craig Inkin's book. Craig was talking about when Howard was younger, he actually had a, a takedown longbow that he had. Mm-hmm. That he would actually, that he put, uh, people, I guess, used to, when he was in great in college or high school, people, uh, yeah, I think it was college, people would pick on him and call him Robin Hood, so he had to take yeah. down longbow. To hide he, it. Yeah. yeah, he would hide it in his pants to walk yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and I also thought yeah. that Bob Swinehart had to take down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So... Mm. I think, Cody, I think nobody knows what happened to Bob Swinehart's archery tackle, no? Um, his, uh, Bob, one of uh, Bob Swinehart's youngest sons has all of the stuff. Really? Mm. I've seen some photos of the stuff. Wow, wow. So, uh, but nobody, I mean... At one time, Mac, his uh, Bob's youngest son, his name is Max, mm -hmm. and he's on some of the archery forums, and he was offering, at one time, he was going to sell everything, but I don't know whatever happened, if he ever ended up selling everything or not. 
<laughs> because because uh, I think Nate Steen of Idaho told me uh, Bob Swinehart's wife after his death sold everything, but that's not true. If you say this, one of his sons says everything. Yeah, and I actually found in an old newspaper ad from, I believe it was 1977 from Pennsylvania, Bob Swinehart had an estate sale before he was moving, before he was going to Africa to make another book about gorillas. Mm -hmm. He was actually, he had an estate sale and in mm -hmm. there he was selling like a 1940-something Rolls Royce, wow. uh, had archery equipment listed, mm -hmm. um, wow. and a bunch of other stuff. So maybe some of that stuff, you know, got sold in the estate sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was kind of a rich guy, no? He was a kind of rich guy, a, a building uh, like an architect or something, no? Yeah, he, he uh, I think he owned a, he was a foreman or owned a business uh, of a, like a cement factory or something or a mason but that i would love to find some video from from bob swine i never saw any i have never oh. seen any no, never saw any and he was uh i think from german origin because he lived in pennsylvania where you you knew you know that i mean Mm. They had two official languages in Pennsylvania, German and English yeah. back then. And that Schweinhardt name, Schweinhardt and so like, yeah. yeah, it's a typical German name. Sounds like yeah. I'd say. But and he also was a he also put on a lot of shooting demonstrations as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. very crazy stuff in his book is one picture he's holding the bow with one feet and drawing the bow with the other feet and shooting. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Ooh. a strong guy, I think. He used very heavy bows. Yeah. Now, the other fellow I was going to ask you about, Peter, uh, from California, um, Don, Don Brown. Do you know who he is by chance? I heard the name, but I don't, you know, I'm an old guy. I don't remember everything. <laughs> so but, Don, Don Brown was also, as far as I know, he was a trick shooter and he shot heavy, heavy bows. Mm -hmm. And he held, I think at one time, he broke the record for the strongest handheld bow. He actually broke Howard yeah, Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, I remember. He was very famous back then about this strong bow shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and if I'm if if I remember right, he also shoot kind of hill style bows, no? Yeah, yep. He shot yeah. hill style. Yeah. You know what I always wanted to ask you? You know that movie The Professionals with Bert Lancaster and Woody Strode, the black guy, big black guy, Woody Strode was his name, the name of the actor. And he's using uh 100% Howard Hill style archery equipment in that movie. You ever yeah. noticed this? Yeah, and he, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the fellow that was pulling the bow back that he had. He was lighting a, a cigar or had a, yeah, a cigar yeah, yeah. and he was lighting dynamite, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a famous picture with the long bow and the arrow with the diamond dynamite and he's lighting his cigar mm -hmm. on the, on the, how is it called? On the Lunte. The, on the, the fuse. Yeah, the fuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about what about that movie with um, Robert De Niro and um, 
the other fella, the I know, uh, John Travolta. Yeah, mm. the hunter. Yes, he was, he was using a Howard Hill longbow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a bad, bad, horrible movie, but yeah. he's using Howard Hill equipment. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of a strange movie. So yeah, yeah. I dislike Robert De Niro since Donald Trump was president and he just talking shit about Trump. I yeah. dis I don't watch any movie anymore with Robert De Niro. Never. Yeah, he's my thing. Gone. Yeah. I anymore the whole politics thing and the covid stuff i don't even i can't even get into talking about because living here it's just you know he said she said this they said this they said that it's just but cody you have a nice governor no gretchen whitmer he's she's wonderful <laughs> she's like stalin and hitler together no <laughs> yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna make any comments on that <laughs> want to stay alive <laughs> and in business if you know in in michigan it's that bad if he says something he will get into concentration camp <laughs> in one of whitmer's camps they, they call it female camps yeah, yeah, for yeah. naughty boys cody what you are wearing is a really traditional American hunter's cap, I have to say, mm -hmm. because yeah. I know it. Yep. It actually made uh, made up north, up yeah. in the UP of Michigan. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Stor Stormy Cromer. Stormy Cromer. Yep. Mm -hmm. They are kind of like our Lancer caps, you know, Armin? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that with mm -hmm. this button in front, or yeah. this one is tight. Yeah. yeah. So. And you... And also by that old Lancer caps, you can put down the 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 the, the, the brim to your ears. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Very traditional. <laughs> nice. Now, are, are there any tricks that you guys want want to see me do? Like, do you have any suggestions? I'm trying to take suggestions of other tricks to try or trick shooting. <clears throat> you have any suggestions? I don't, uh, for a long time, I don't thought about this. Uh, once they asked me if I can hit the falling water drop. Mm -hmm. So that is sure kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, nice thing. Yeah. I also have to tell you because uh, that I'm proud about that balloon shot I created with the three balloons because I never saw it before. It was my own idea to put now, one balloon into the other and having how many copy it i sent you last time the link to this this x factor show from thailand or whatever or i don't know where it was and there it were could. two ladies and they they held the balloon and then she shot the first and the second and the third yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and that's what that's what also the chinese saw on youtube because yeah. i have to say I was early on YouTube. I didn't do a lot, mm. but but what I did, I put also on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And they don't ask me before, but when I was there in China, they said, can you do that balloon thing? Mm -hmm. Of course. Then they had a kind of own department for the balloons. Mm -hmm. It was two big tables and I think three or four Chinese people and they didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I said you have to use a wooden cooking spoon mm -hmm. and some 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 baby powder to stick them together. And then they didn't know how big they blow 
them up so mm -hmm. there would uh, be a gap between the balloons then i told them the secret to hold them against a, a strong uh, uh, light lamp and so you can see through how big they are mm -hmm. and when the show was <laughs> they had the table with about i think 20 sets of this kind of balloons mm -hmm. prepared and the biggest one was like that and the smallest one were all three balloons like that right. so I, I saw them bring in a kind of size of that. I said, no, let me look about the balloons. <laughs> of course, I just I have just the biggest one. Yeah. And then I hit with the first shot two balloons because mm -hmm. I don't know how big the gap was or it was my mistake. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. They said, they said, you like to do it again for the three balloons? I said, no, it's okay. For me, it's okay if they are just two. And mm. it's okay for you. It's okay for me. Mm. <laughs> you can, just can lose if you say, no, no, I have to do it again. Yeah. Maybe you <laughs> break them all three in one shot. So. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. so is archery still pretty big, go, pretty big in both where both you and Armin live at all? Or Yes. And Marta, it's, it's now big yeah, since I'm here since eight years and promoted like, and I didn't do anything else since I'm here. The, the biggest well. the biggest thing is and it's kind of a of a epidemic too uh here in every village close to every village in austria there are 3d courses mm. i know it's more difficult in germany because there are more regulations about, yeah more regulations but in austria there are lots and lots of 3d courses and that's the big thing to, to shoot the 3D, mm. but they don't know anything today. They don't know how to make an arrow. They don't know why, how to shoot. They just shoot. Speaking speaking of arrow, what's your take on three three feathers or four feathers? You use three feathers, right? Because you talked about the other cock feather, Cody. Um, actually, I shoot both. I'll use four. I'll use four Fletcher, or I'll use three Fletcher. Mm -hmm. um, I have its. It's to me, it's a personal preference. It's just like yeah. using right wing or left wing feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's just a personal preference. Uh, if I'm making more traditional style arrows, like a copy of a Howard Hill arrow, I do three fletch. Uh, <clears throat> I've actually seen some hunting arrows that were uh, from Fred Bear way back in the day, probably in the 30s, that had. They weren't an archery display. They were three or three and a half inch long feathers, and they were they had six feathers on them, almost like a flu flu. Okay. And it it's just personal preference, you know. It's uh, but uh, Cody, you know, I th I thought a lot about this subject too, and uh, I came up with the idea that if you're hunting in a very windy terrain, in a very windy area. So maybe four or six uh, tiny fletches are better than three big ones, or not to say two big ones, mm -hmm. because it's you can count the surface of the feather. How many surface do you have in the wind? And if you have big ears like that on your arrows, so side wind easily will push it off of trail but mm. if you have very small one four or five or six maybe it's better that was my idea about it yeah so um 
it'll it's to me it's always been of course you know working at Bitsenberger, we get calls all the time you know about oh well would, would you suggest a three fletch a four fletch um and most of these guys are shooting compounds anyways yeah but it just it's all a personal preference just yeah. like helical and uh, once again, some, you know, some guys just overthink, you know, they sit and think, well, maybe I ought to do this or do that, or mm-hmm. they just, they overthink mm-hmm. it. They make it, they make archery too complicated. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. 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 And, uh, uh, Cody, I want to ask you one more thing. Back then when in the nineties, we used to buy uh, compressed tapered arrows, uh, shafts, from I think the name was Arrow Smith or Arrow I don't know, and they had compressed seconds. These were second quality, but very dense professed, uh, com- compressed, and and t- compressed tapered arrows. And the I see I think I have one left. You can shoot you could shoot that arrows also into concrete, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if they did it like they did these old. Bill Sweetwood compressed cedar arrows. You know them, I mean. No. These were uh, maybe Cody knows more about it. How how Bob's no, sweet uh, how was it called? Sweet wood? How? Sweetland. Sweetland. Yeah. 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 Sweetland. yeah. I think he makes out of Dawes thick mm-hmm. like that yeah. five sixteenths wooden arrows. They mm-hmm. were very heavy and very dense. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so from the Sweetland, Sweetland was his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had, they were called forage wood or yep. bird. Yep. Forage wood and battle shafts. Yep. 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 And they, I believe I had the video one time. And the way that I took it was <clears throat> he would take 1132nd shafts and he would run it through a block that was hot that would compress them to push the fibers together to make mm-hmm. them stiffer okay and actually i i have one right here mm-hmm. so this one is uh five sixteenths mm-hmm. i have also one and this actually this this one right here is made by don brown the fellow that from california yeah. mm-hmm. this was custom made for jerry hill wow and this one it's a five sixteenths, but I mean this thing is stiff. That's probably yep. over a hundred. I mean, it's yeah. it's yep. stiff and heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had I had a half a dozen of uh, compressed cedar shabs, mm-hmm. and I actually fleshed them up and shot them out of a compound with no problem. Yep, mm-hmm. I remember how the company's name was. It was uh, Cedar Smith. Was the company's name, and they had that compressed, tapered, mm-hmm. and so on. Very nice material. Yeah, but straight, straight as hell. Do they still exist, or you can? I don't know. Them? I I haven't heard the name. I haven't heard anything about them in years. Mm-hmm. But why they, they are so good? Why didn't they? You know why there's no success? I don't story? know. I don't. I think because a lot of archers who are not competitive archers, but mm-hmm. bow hunters switched over to aluminum and carbon and so there was i think there was less demand for shafts Mm. like that no yeah i i would say so yeah so it's just uh 
it's just like years ago, I heard this big thing that Easton was going to stop making aluminum arrows mm-hmm. just to make carbon arrows because the demand for aluminum arrows were yeah. was no more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they still they they must still sell them because they still make Easton aluminum arrows. Mm. So. I made myself a set of these uh, uh, Eastern Legacy XX something shafts. Wonderful arrows. Mm. Use them heavy 175 grain <laughs> points, five and a half inch feathers, mercury knocks because they have the, you know, the taper in the back on the aluminum. You mm-hmm. can use the, the knocks for the wooden wooden shafts yeah i love them love them great arrows mm-hmm. and if talking about arrows it's kind of funny if you watch some of these so-called reality shows that we have here in america mm-hmm. like some of these reality shows they'll show a guy you know oh well this guy spent hours building a bow and then you look at the arrows he's shooting and they say Oh well, he spent hours building these arrows, and then you look, and the arrows are from Amazon, and you can yeah. tell exactly they're Amazon arrows by yeah. by the, it's, yeah, and it's good. just the there whole reality. Yeah, the reality stuff too is just crazy. Yeah. You know, you know well, every- I always say you can have a crappy bow when you have a good arrow, you still hit the target. Yeah. You can have the best bow, you have a bad arrow, you don't yeah. hit anything because it's still the arrow which hits the target, not the bow. Yeah. And you know, uh, Cody, I worked for some, sometimes with television people, and you also can ask Byron Ferguson, it's always fake. All yeah. they show you is fake, totally fake. Everything, everything. Mm. It's, it's like that uh, one show that we have here, uh, one of the portray like they were mountain men or whatever and they were talking about uh how this guy was building a bow out of a pair of really rare pieces of osage orange well mm-hmm. uh, rare osage here in michigan's all over the place i didn't know osage was rare yeah and, and if, if i'm not mistaken it grows over there by you too doesn't it peter mm-hmm. osage yes orange? yes not especially in austria but in Hungary, they have lots yeah, and lots they have of a lot time. sausage orange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Everything yeah. They, they show you is a lie. Television and reality, yes. yes. You know, um, the, sometimes in some documentaries, they talk about that big, big island of plastic is, is in the Pacific Ocean. Mm. It's as big as France. Mm-hmm. they tell you mm-hmm. so I thought that's horrible that's horrible mm-hmm. so I checked it out I googled mm-hmm. you can't find any picture from mm-hmm. a satellite or an airplane to mm-hmm. show this plastic island mm-hmm. there are pictures they photographed like that into mm-hmm. a kind of yeah, you know there are, I'm sure there are lots of plastic swimming yeah. around no problem mm-hmm. but there's not an island big as France. <laughs> because if there is, I like to see a picture okay. with a ship aside this or if, something. If you have a scale, oh, yeah. That's really big. Yeah. So 
all the it's all and nice. nowadays we see every corner of this planet 24 7 it should be possible to have a photo of it exactly yeah yeah with all the with all the satellites you know they they take a photo of us when we go take a I don't want to say it now, but you know, whatever we do, they yeah, yeah. can take a photo of us, but they don't find this big, huge yeah. plastic island. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Media, you know, how we like them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, quite, I'm quite sure yeah. if there's a kind, how they call it, I don't know in English, if there's a kind of uh, a kind of accident with a big tank, tanker, oil tanker ship, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, oil yeah. spell. Oil spill. Yes, I'm sure if they can't find a bird uh, sticky mm. from this oil, you know, this oil mm. pest, they take an arrow and paint it with old oil and hold mm. it to the camera and say, look about yeah, this yeah. arrow, blah, blah, blah. That's true. That's I mean, true. I mean, you see the best thing what media did, speaking of COVID again, the first one in China who collapsed on the street because of COVID and died. And all of a sudden, in one minute, two guys in a full yeah. uh, virus suit yeah. showed up yeah. directly yeah. Yeah. and picked him up. I mean, how did they know that he will collapse there? Yeah. So, yeah, and, it's so hilarious. And, and Cody, for sure, will know it. But because I think last week or two weeks ago, mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci was in the Congress, yeah. in the US Congress. And how is the name of the re Republican? Ron Paul. No, Ron Paul asked him. And now it's no conspiracy. Dr. Fauci put his money into that laboratory in Wuhan where mm -hmm. they planted, where they built this virus so the virus could be, would be more uh, infectious. So it would be more dangerous, easier to, to transmit. And that's true. That's not the conspiracy. Mm. You know about it, Cody? Once again, no, I, I don't really. Honestly, I, I try to stay away from all of that. Okay. I try to, okay. It's just, it's. You know, you're more afraid than our Chinese friend was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you can go gaga with all this information, you know, when you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. it's so I, will, I will say, though, it seemed like with people that, you know, with the lockdowns and the stay at home, it seems like it has made, gave a great influence on people to try archery, though, and yeah. uh, it's, I think they, they say that there are more archers now and more people enjoying the outdoors than there has been in a long time. Yeah. Yep. So I guess that could be a good takeaway from it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So in every negative thing is something good, of course. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, Greg Ekin of Howard Hill Archery used to need six weeks for an order to, to make your bow. Mm -hmm. Now he raised it to fourteen weeks, twelve mm -hmm. to fourteen weeks. Still okay. Yes. Still okay. Compared to German and Austrian bow makers, it's <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> they ask you about the century, not of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Which century you like? You yeah. need to bow something twenty thirty. Twenty fifty. Now, are there many bow makers over over there, Peter? And yeah, many. Yeah, yes. yeah. Many, uh, many, many good ones. I would know now, so that's why I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. And you know, 
for sure there are some around, but I I also can't I don't, don't know any good arrow maker in mm -hmm. Germany or Austria. So mm -hmm. if you would ask me where to order a nice set of cedar arrows, I wouldn't know. I would say order them in the United States because yeah. these are real nice cedar arrows. They know how to make it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I only know sometimes you go somewhere, you have an event or something, and like I had. Before COVID, I was in, they, they opened an archery shop, an archery range indoors, and that is from one famous bow builder. I don't want to say the name now. I said, oh, you need to, the, can, can I shoot them? Because they are so pushed and so promoted with fancy photos, half-naked woman in, in whatever warrior oh, yeah. paint in the face and whatever. And I said, okay, let me try it. And I shot one. And I was like, holy cow. No, in, yeah. in Austria, no? And I said, and what is the price tag on this bow? Never, ever, I would buy this bow. Austrian bow maker, no? Mm -hmm. I think so, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who was, except Fred Bear and, and of uh, maybe Martin Archery, you know, in Europe, I was the first who used a, a, a mannequin, a photo model for promoting bows. Mm -hmm. Because I, I paid the model Sex sells, uh, you knew yeah, that, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Golden <laughs> yeah. in your show, you simply need a, a pretty girl in a bikini, and then that, it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> that, that's what I learned from Howard Hill because he always had these starlets in his movies, and so I mean, every every magician has the assistant. The assistant is yeah. always taking the attention, and then he can do whatever he needs yeah. to do. So yeah. it's normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like. It seems like Howard Hill could be out hunting, and then all of a sudden, nope, there's a pretty girl out in the woods. Like, where did she come from? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And oh. you know, because he worked uh, at the Robin Hood production with Warner Brothers, I think he had a good approach to the studios and 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 mm -hmm. to the starlets. And come on, let's make this movie short and so on. I I also think Howard was a nice guy, a clever, a smart guy to smart, talk. Yeah to talk people into helping him. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, as far as I featured him out. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, mm. because when he started, he was friend with this, uh, I don't know his first name, with this Curtis, who had a, an airplane building company and he sponsored him. Howard used to, to uh, organize uh, archery golf, courses for this Mr. Curtis and so on. Mm -hmm. So he got a job from Mr. Curtis and, and and I'm sure he talked him into, of course, how he would he. Yeah. yeah. And I also think Howard was lucky to have a kind of good wife, Elizabeth Hodges Hill. Uh, I think she had money. Mm -hmm. uh, so she could support Howard. In yeah, he could do what he loved to do. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Was having an eye on money. Yeah, makes sense. Don't, don't you think, Cody? That it's not bad talking about Howard Hill, but these yeah. are all factors about his career, how he could do it. Yeah, I see. And that's the other thing is, you know, I, you know, especially here in the states, you get to talk to different people that either knew him or knew the family mm -hmm. and <clears throat> without actually knowing the facts I really didn't I don't want to state anything because then it just 
it, to me, it's it could be a bunch of hearsay, and then yeah. you, you end up you piss off one person, and then another person's upset. Mm. But I do know that she basically, from what I understand, whatever he wanted to do, she was completely okay with letting him. You know, yeah. like when uh, when he went to make the last wilderness, he spent what nine months or whatever it was, or a year making the movie, and then of course. Yeah. He went, you know, he went to Africa and spent nine or ten months in Africa, and so. And she was a little older than him, I yeah, think. I so there was a kind of different relation, and uh, uh, you know what? I also, I'm sure about because I saw that old uh, Western movie where Howard Hill is playing an Indian and Native American, uh, the singing buckaroo. He acted as an Indian, Indian, and in my opinion, he really loved archery and all his stuff and bow hunting and everything. But I think he wanted to like uh, wanted to become an actor. In mm. first, when he went to Hollywood and so on, I think so because he was a tall, handsome guy, and and he played this little or not so little role in that singing Bakuro movie. Mm. And before in the Last Wilderness, he also acted like an Indian. And so on. So I think besides all his archery stuff, he was also into getting an, an actor which don't turned out not like he thought it would because he had a little role in Robin Hood. He played the captain of archers and so on. Yeah. I'm quite yeah, sure. I, I would agree with you that, you know, that he would appear that's probably what he was trying to do is become an actor. Yeah. So, and and I'm sure, I'm sure he probably had there, you know, they claim that he made like 24 short films all together. And I'm sure there are more movies out there than what they claim there are. Mm -hmm. would, would you say so, Peter? I mean, I think so, because not, every, you know, they don't release every movie. So they do it nowadays. They don't release every movie one is making. And, and even back then, they say, oh, this is not so good. We thought it would be better. Let it in, in the drawer for some. Yeah. And then it, the movie vanishes. Yeah. Now, I think so. How many, how, many Howard, how many Howard Hill short videos do you have, Peter? Uh, I think you once sent me a set of DVDs. I think there are lots. I don't know. But I know, I think I know about 10 or maybe 15 i don't know yeah because i came i came across another um on ebay one night i came across a film uh uh i think it was a eight millimeter eight millimeter film reel mm -hmm. and it's um and from what i from my for my uh research it's never i it's not been released on dvd or mm, it's mm -hmm. something that's not even been anybody knows about okay yep, yep and i don't know if it'd be worth trying to get it to just send it someplace to see if they would cop you know put mm. it on dvd format for mm -hmm. me or not that would be I nice think, i think it's always interesting when it's something has to do with howard hill he has still such a big fan base and they're yeah, all, or yeah. many of them are collectors. And when they get some, some new footage and 
something they never saw. I think many would. And you know, you never saw a lot of crazy stuff about or with Howard Hill. So I'm sure there's some takes, some shots they never released. Or I think Cody, I heard about they made kind of lots and lots of kind of naked pictures with bow and arrow and so on, but you never see them. Yeah. It's well, it's just, it's just like um, the oh, where Howard Hill was doing the uh, the TV ad for uh, uh, Ford, and they told him for every bullseye that he would get, they would pay him. I think it was a thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, it was. I think so. And you would you would think that somebody would you know if that was such a great old commercial that somebody would have that, and that's yeah. nowhere nowhere to be found. Mm. That would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, and you know the you know the story. I mean, they mm. said if he hit the bullseye, bullseye, he will get one thousand dollars for the bullseye. Mm -hmm. And because they thought he will miss, uh, he shot from a driving car, mm -hmm. a driving yeah. Ford car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they erected more tripods with targets. Mm -hmm. And then he said, for if I hit one bullseye, I will get thousand dollars. And then I I think he. He hit five in a row. He said, there, I'm, I have to. You have to give me five thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, and I, I've spent some time going, you know, on like some of the archives, and I've even sent Ford Motor Company, like their historian or historical society. Mm -hmm. No chance. No nothing. Nothing. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. For sure, and, that's a lot of more footage of him. For sure. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what I wanted to say, you know, they would, they would, they would have made a lot of shenanigans back then and jokes and so on. You never see something yeah. like this. Yeah, and it's just like with uh, the Bob Swinehart films. Uh, I was told that uh, that big college in Texas, Texas A and M or whatever, Texas A and M University. They have a bunch of uh, real films from a guy that spent some time with Swinehart. Mm -hmm. But there's, I believe they said there's thousands and thousands of this guy's okay. films, but I, all, I guess nobody's really taken the time to go yeah. to go through all of them. Look yeah, then you know what? We stopped now directly our podcast and you sit in the car and go there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody has to do it. The thing is when you always wait, for things to be done, you know, you wait forever. But, but Cody, as you as he told us, tells us, he's doing a lot of research of this old stuff yeah, that I know I about. That. Yeah, interesting. But it would be wor worth checking it out, you know, if there is some footage with Swinehart. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And wow, it's it's just amazing though that you know, all the people though that did archery. You know all the all the little people that did trick archery and did exhibitions and yeah, just not Howard Hill or Swinehart or Bear or Ben Pearson, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Andy Vale. Yeah. By the by the way, did did you Armin or Peter? Did you ever see the video that's on YouTube of uh, Andy Vale shooting the the battleship or whatever during yeah. World War? Yeah. 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 At first, there was a, a, a beautiful woman on a swing, and he shot about the balloon she's holding, oh, or I so. Think I saw it, yeah. 
Yes, it was a kind of war propaganda stuff. Yeah. Have you ever, have you, Peter, ever seen any other video of Andy Vale, or is that the only one? That's the only one, I'm, as far as I know. Mm. I have, I have on uh, video, I have one of them hunting in Mexico. Oh, wow. And, um, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, is it, I just have to figure out how I can transfer it from the VA or from the tape to the computer. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. But then again, I don't know if I'd be getting in with any copyright laws or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is this one still on YouTube? I don't know the name of this guy's of this guy. It was also a commercial for a car, for the springs of a car. And he, he sitting on the car and shooting at girls with balloons in the car and, and so on. What who was this guy? Well, they were thinking it was Howard Hill, but it wasn't it Howard. Was, no, 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 no. Because if I remember right, he took the steering wheel and he took a bowstring or something yeah. and tied it the, so the car would go around in a circle. The circle, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he was shooting inside the car with the bow completely. Yeah. Can't yeah. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They so did I, some crazy stuff back then. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I'll have to try to dig up that one Andy Vale video. And I, yeah. do have, I do have two other Andy Vale videos of him um, shooting, uh, taking a, a German Luger, and he was showing the penetrating power of a, of a bow versus a German Luger. Mm -hmm. And he had a, a, a sandbag with a balloon behind it. Yeah. And he shot the Luger into the sandbag. Of course, the sand stopped the bullet and he shot completely through it with the arrow and hit the balloon on the mm -hmm. yeah. so. Fred Fred Bear had kind of an, an, an a similar stunt. He put a, a gas behind a, a, a bucket full of sand mm -hmm. and he also shot with a rifle or a gun at mm -hmm. the sand bucket and it won't penetrate and the arrow will go straight from breaking the gas. Yeah. Nice. So but and yeah. some of the craziest guys were the William brothers. No, that movies they had, wow, the shooting a uh, kind of roll out of the other guy's mouth and, yeah. and crazy, crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I never found out? What also Howard had it, uh, I think sometimes, what, what did they put on the arrows so they, they smoked? They um. had a kind of smoke trace. They shot the arrows in mm -hmm. the end. And smoke come off of the arrows, you so you can see the path of the arrow, the flight of the arrow. What did I wonder if it was a chem? It was some type of chemical. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I, it makes me wonder if it was like a dry ice chemical, where you when when the dry ice hit the air, it made the smoke. Yeah, yeah. But so I, maybe they had the arrows inside dry ice like that, and then I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I. Uh, I always was back in the day. I always tried to figure that out, but I, it was all always a dead lead because mm. I thought that would be kind of cool to have a smoker arrow. Yeah, yeah. but I did that. Um, I did it one time with a, a oh, with a a firecracker that smoked like a smoke grenade. Mm -hmm. I just uh, taped a smoke grenade on an arrow and lit it, and yeah. when it got close, I just shot it. And, yeah, but. Mm, yeah. It's something maybe without okay. fire, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, and some I think but it was very poisonous or something yeah. back then. You know, they used everything. No problem, even if it would yeah. be asbestos. No problem. No problem. No problem. Days. Well, <laughs> well talking about uh, fire, the, uh, these old min knocks, the, the original ones. Mm -hmm. if, if you broke one of these min knocks, mm -hmm. you could actually take a lighter or yeah. fire and light it, and the knock would burn completely off. And okay. then you could put a new one on. <laughs> um, it was made out of uh, a cellulose. Okay. Uh, and it, yeah, so if you broke a knock, you could just mm -hmm. take a match or a lighter. Of course, you had to be careful you didn't burn the feathers up on the end of, of your arrow. Yeah, but yeah they, they burned completely clean. Well, wow. so I, 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 I got a big bag of the original Midnocks. I, I ought to do a video of that. That might be interesting. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. for sure. So, but. Yeah, you just, and I wondered if maybe that's the other reason Howard liked them because if he broke knocks, he could just hurry up and yeah. burn them off and put a new one on there. Yeah. 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 So, Makes your life easier, especially on wood knocks. It's horrible. Huh? Yeah. So, sure. mm -hmm. so guys, I, I mean, it's nice as we talk, but we are already over two hours, I think. Okay. Okay. Come to an end. But if you don't mind, we would love to invite you again to our show yeah of course so much knowledge you know so many things and it's so yeah. interesting for me yeah. for peter yeah. and for all our viewers so if you would mind and we can invite you again to our show well, i i totally agree i would uh, love to have Cody hilarious. when he pours his brain out it's like Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow yeah for next time i'll dig up some more of my other stuff that i have yeah later. yeah show yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah, cool yeah yeah, yeah. And you know, Cody, you will get the data. You can use it for your for your own YouTube channel, the whole talk, so you can publish it. Yes. No problem. And guys, buy some Pitzenburger fletching chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the best ones. I also have one. Yeah. yeah. We 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 get a lot of people that are that you know they've used everything else, but they they love them. So yeah. yeah. Especially the traditional guys seem to like like them. So. Yeah. Because you can, um, you can go from three fletch, and you can move the, you can move the like the the um, dial indicator, the little uh, mm -hmm. Allen screw on top to go mm -hmm. to two different four fletch options. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. And and I think they are unchanged since sixty years or so. Yes, yeah. unchanged. Yeah. yeah. And so. you know, uh, I mean, the guys who made a lot of arrows companies are making a lot of arrows in the yeah. united states they don't have uh uh devices for six arrows to fletch or so yeah. they have lots of pitzenbergers screwed to a round table yeah and then they turn the table and yeah, do yeah. on the next feather and so on yeah. and actually henry bitzenberger was from germany if i'm not mistaken peter sounds sounds very true sounds, sounds like that yes and mm -hmm. Um, his wife was a heck of a shot too. She also did some trick shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Ruth. Uh, also, uh, Babe. Her, her Babe. Name was Babe. Babe. Babe Pitzenberger. Yeah. Babe Pitzenberger. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The maximum I had was in Sylt when I was working on Sylt. It's a very small island in Germany, and uh, when we built arrows, we had six, thirty fletching chicks in a row, because we used Yuhu. You know, yeah. it takes always 20 minutes to set. So you start then putting the first, and then you go through the 30, and then the first one is already done. Then you can swap it, uh, and then you go the next one. Now, the now second, 
Oh, oh, go ahead, Peter. The second nice fletching chick I like, I think they're made in Italy. They are called Spiga or something. They're also made from metal. Mm -hmm. These are also nice, but the best are the Pittsburgh, yeah. of course. Yeah. So now, do you reflect your own arrows there, Armin, at all? Yes, yes, we reflect our own arrows. What, uh, what kind of jigs do you use? I, because I was, uh, when I started in, in Malta, I didn't have many connections to others, but I knew from the one in Sylt where I was before, he was working with Bearpo, with, with, oh, yeah. with Bodnik, and then I got these Bearpo with these plastic clamps and, and with a magnet on it. They are not bad, but it's a lot of plastic involved and you drop one of the, of the, of the clamps and the, the, the edges break off. So they are not very, very durable. Well, they had... <clears throat> uh, give me some time, Aaron, and I'll send you one. Okay. I'll send you a so, do, wow, nice. do a video on it, yeah? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, you have one, don't you, Peter? You have Bitsenberger. I right? have one. I have one. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I like it. Bitsenberger, but then they were so expensive. Like, oh, you know, when you start the business and you need arrows and you need targets and you need this and this, need that. And I was like, yeah, okay, I go yeah. with the airport stuff because I got a good price for them. You know, yeah. I also have that old, it's still available, also 60 years old design, that old young feather burner. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Makes so much more sense than all these, these thingies where you, yeah. <laughs> you but it is it, very can... smelly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <clears throat> first time I ever used my young feather burner, I did it in in the kitchen. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it was bad. Yeah. I had to open all the windows and had fans going to blow this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Nice. You need to do it outdoors. <laughs> okay. So we come to an end for today and we invite you again in a few weeks time if you don't mind and no. we continue our talk great yeah. great talking oh, great oh. great great all right do you want me to send you guys a uh picture of me shooting for the the yeah photo all right i'll go through and send you a picture so yeah yeah so we have one for the cover yes okay. exactly. we need one very nice very nice Okay, so it was really a pleasure to talk to you, Cody, and an honor to talk to you. It's always enlightening to talk to some, you know, you can see that he's living archery, he's living his rifles, yeah. and, his, yeah. and I like old school stuff, classical cars, you know, it's everything. We are so in line, it's, I, I love it here. <laughs> and and like don't, it. don't just talking shit, but talking all he really knows about, and exactly. not about yeah. something. Yeah. When That's he doesn't great. want to say something, he says so too. Hey, you know, um, he's yeah, very yeah. polite. I like this too. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah, yeah, these um, are these motherfuckers, uh, whatever. He he's afraid from Gretchen, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> Governor <laughs> Gretchen. Yeah. Great. All right. So, All right. salute to you, Cody, <laughs> and nice to see you. And if you send me the link to your YouTube uh, channel, then I put it in the description and everybody can find you and yeah. Facebook if you want and all your contact details, then I can get directly okay. contact with you. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that here in a few minutes. And No I'll problem. Or, or you send it to people, but you can send it to me. We are friends on Facebook. You can send it directly. Okay. Right. Great. Perfecto. Thank you. Goodbye. Adios. Have a nice Bye. day. See you very soon. Yep. Good See, you. Bye, guys. See Bye, you. Bye, guys.